Hi, uh, my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the dungeon master of our Curse of Strahd campaign. Hello! 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 Hello. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Lost Archives. We are playing Curse of Strahd tonight, and we are very, very excited to be jumping back in. Before we do, however, we've got a few little announcements to share. Um, first off, thank you everybody who joined us for our Grounded stream on Saturday. We progressed a little bit further in Grounded, really enjoying playing that game. Um, I, I didn't have expectations, I think I was sort of like, oh yeah, looks like fun. It's really, really fun, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend if you feel free to come join us on the, on the Saturday morning. Um, we'll, we're going to keep playing Grounded until we either die and I rage quit or, uh, or we finish the game. Um, whichever comes first. Uh, also, thank you everybody who joined us for our very first session of Return of the Giants on Wednesday night. That was really lovely having so many of you come and join us uh, in the stream. It was so awesome that you were all there in chat. And um, thank you everybody who's been uh, watching that on uh, on YouTube and on the podcasts. I'm really grateful for all the views and the likes. They really help the channel out. Um, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And um, yeah, thank you for really enjoying Return of the Giants. Um, clearly, this is something that you guys really wanted to see, so that's great news. We're going to keep making it, thank God. Um, but yeah, that's that's awesome. So thank you, thank you for all the support for Return of the Giants. We're very excited to be to be doing this original story and, and running that campaign. So really appreciate it. But tonight, we're playing the premiere horror campaign, Curse of Strahd. Now, for those of you who are watching on Twitch and on YouTube, you will see that one of our players, <coughs> Jacob. He's not here tonight. Unfortunately, he was not able to make it in time. So I will be taking over control of Tithla for this session. I feel like it's a little bit of a cursed chalice given that Tithla is suffering from horrendous injuries uh, left over from the last session and is very close to death. Um, so thank you, Jacob, for handing me a loaded gun. Just strap uh, it to the bear. To yeah, <laughs> just strap it to the bear. Thank you for that. And uh, now if Tithla does die, he's going to be like, well, it's your fault, mate. If I gave you Tithla in perfect health, then you, what happened? <laughs> what, 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 what's this? Yeah, yeah. You I didn't do a condition. <laughs> I didn't do an entry report for Tithla, so maybe I should do a condition entry report. Um, is fucked. I think that'll cover it, right? Like, <laughs> or like horrifically burned. <laughs> like, 
yeah that, that should cover it um but yeah so we'll, we'll do a full recap um <laughs> we had a bit of a false start to the stream um i'm tempted to put at the very end a little bit of the uh, commentary which was just us uh tom has and i just chatting about our favorite high school stories and the lies that our our peers and classmates perpetuated for years <laughs> to try and convince us of something that to this day we don't know whether or not is a lie so i said they're perpetuating a lie but we actually don't know um and that's a really successful uh misinformation campaign that we can't prove as misinformation so I, I might check that as a little bonus behind the scenes at the end because it's quite a funny story um yeah I'll, i might check that up at the end Alrighty, does anyone else have any fun news to share or any uh cool DD stories or rpg stories or anything anything fun to share don't feel any pressure if you don't we will jump straight back into the session i'm no. feeling a little pressured oh total pre- oh. <laughs> i mean like the only thing happening to me in two weeks to this day is i'll be in surgery so I won't, you've got be, your your second, third, or fourth knee surgery now. How many have you had? So I've had an ACL reconstruction. Yeah. Then I'm having my MCL repaired. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but that will be happening two weeks from now on this day. So I won't. This will be my second last session, at least for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we'll we'll have a guest character come in to cover for Curse of Strahd while Jared's out, and also for Return of the Giants. Um, so I'll bring a, I'll bring a guest character yeah, in for both of those. Going back as Warforged from the sounds of things. Oh man, I'm actually thinking of like inserting into like my new character on the Wednesday night with like a prosthetic leg or something. To- <laughs> yeah, because like, there are there are arcane prosthetics with this, with this piece of shit knee. <laughs> What'd you do to yeah. it? Oh, when I was way younger, I used to play basketball like really like you know at a high level, um, and someone just took me out in midair one day and. Um, resulted in tearing my ACL and that just was been a downward slope ever since yeah that's it's just rough. it's never gone well since that day basically Kyle I remember him Kyle oh, <laughs> alright don't worry one of the town guards tonight's gonna be Kyle you can get some um, retrospective <laughs> oh, yes. uh, retrospective Wait, no. payback and just murder this dude yeah I'm gonna do it or yeah, just shatter his knee guards has never gone never gone poorly for a party <laughs> alright alright one of the Vistani is gonna be called Kyle I can enjoy it. Oh, I can get behind that. Not gypsies are, are, are very, very easy to murder. Then exactly, they're Vistani, so yeah. not a problem at all. Um, excuse me. Just caught that cough in time. Alrighty, let me do our recap, and we will jump into the session. The newest team of the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in a strange land, following a request to investigate some mysterious disappearances. Exploring a manor in the ruined town of Dowbridge, the group have faced ghosts, ghouls, and banshees, and in the process of disrupting a cursed magic ritual, have now been pulled through a tear in space to the demi-plain of Barovia. Travelling to the nearby town, the group were met by a Barovian man who introduced himself as Ismark, son of the recently deceased village burgomaster. Ismark soon introduced the group to his sister Irina, and revealed that they planned to head to the nearby town of Valaki, fearing they might befall the same fate as their father. Travelling the road between the towns of Barovia and Valaki, the group have survived their first night in the wilds. During the night, the group met an old hunter, Damien, who taught Tithla how to make arrows and had some good chats with the party. Setting off again soon after dawn, the group continued toward Valaki, but when the countryside suddenly turned from overgrown woodlands into large fields of golden wheat, the party decided on a small detour. Winding through the wheat fields, a well-maintained cobble path led towards a large windmill standing alone on the hillside. Entering inside, the group met with Effie and Bella, bakers of the delicious dream pastries they had bought from Morgan only a few days earlier. After taking a tour of the kitchen and enjoying some delicious dream pastries, the group began to grow a little suspicious. 
while Bella took Grinner and Theodore downstairs to explore the under kitchen. Jonor tried to read Effie's mind. This backfired, Effie turning the tables on Jonor after sensing his spell, and Bella charming Grinner and trying to convince Theodore to help her cut Grinner into meat slices for a pie. Making yum. matters worse. Oh, yeah? No, oh, no, yum. Yum. Yeah, yum, what yum, do you yum. Mean making matters worse? That was great. Making matters worse, Morgan arrived back at the windmill, right as the hags revealed their true monstrous forms. A tense battle broke out, resulting in Tithla taking a terrible burn injury from the animated oven, and the rest of the group scrabbling to hold off the hags' attacks. Just as all hope seemed lost, Damien reappeared and used a lantern marked with strange glyphs to hold the hags back while the group escaped. Looking back, they could see hordes of undead rising from the ground around the windmill, the illusionary magic creating this beautiful, pristine farmland now disrupted, and some very interesting, intense magical energy now emanating from the top of the windmill. Heading down the road and towards the forests along the border, the group have decided to bring Damien with them, who has agreed to lead them through a shortcut through the woods towards the town of Valaki. And that's where we left off last session. As Damien leads you towards the woodlands, these are a little bit different to the woodland area and forest area that you had explored before. The trees seem less densely clustered here, as if being further away from the, the, the town of Brovian, further away from Strad's castle, has sort of allowed these trees to grow a bit more normally. This looks like a, a very densely overgrown forest, but doesn't have that same oppressive feel, that sense of being watched that the other areas of woodland that you've walked through before have done. No roots rise from the ground attempting to trip you. In fact, the pathway is fairly clear. Small patches of fern dot the otherwise leaf-littered uh, dirt soil, and the path through the trees is actually fairly clear. As Damien leads you across and through the forests, it only takes about an hour of very mild light sort of walking, to emerge back onto the main road, seemingly having skipped a large portion of your potential journey. As you get to the edge of the forests and step out onto the cobbled road once again, you can see through a break in the trees a vast expanse of water over towards the north. As you look out across it, Ismark gives a bit of a start. Oh, I think... I think that's Lake Zarevich. I think that was... He sort of turns towards Damien. That, that, that was quite some shortcut, Damien. Yes, well, I, I try to be of assistance. Tithla ignores that, sitting on the back of uh, Theodore. Or is Theodore, is Theodore still in... Um... Um, has it been more than an hour since the windmill? Yeah, it took about an hour to walk through the forest. Then, so yeah, that well, partway through the forest... I would have swapped back and she's back to walking. Tithla's just like clinging to your back and then climbs down <laughs> very like reluctantly and begins walking, uh, looking very hurt. Um, the burns across her body, that that lovely emerald green skin now pockmarked with areas of angry red and purple blotches where the fire damage has burned through the upper layers of her skin, revealing the, the underdermis layers, the underdermal layers. Um, Tithlet winces every time she takes a step and looks, yeah, looks very much worse for wear. Um, as you guys continue down the road, was there anything you wanted to do to say or just try and get to Valaki as quickly as possible? Um, at this point, it's probably about three to four o'clock in the afternoon. The sun hasn't um, 
fully set, but it is already starting to set. The sun seems to rise late and set early in Barovia, almost as if the land is in a perpetual state of uh, winter sun cycle. The um, the sun, yeah, setting quite late and rising quite, uh, sorry, setting quite early and rising quite late. The cloud cover making it very hard to determine exactly where the sun is at any given point. I think with Tithla in the shape that she is and the threat of night, um, probably just push right on. Um, would we have had time for a short rest? Yeah, I'd say that if you want to, actually probably even now would be a good place if you want to take a short rest. I mean, you're on the side of the road. You're not too far from the village of Alaki. If you ask Arena and Ismark, they'll, they'll very eagerly tell you yeah we're, we're only maybe two hours three hours from Valaki we are this is wonderful yeah I mean, it'd be good if we could have a quick short rest then I can go back to bear form and carry Chisla the rest of the way yeah I actually think that's probably I, I think it's a good idea I don't think mm-hmm. in her current form I don't think it's actually like obviously from like a meta standpoint it's obviously just characters but like yeah. if we're actually like putting our minds in our characters and yeah. stuff um definitely like Tifla is like really she's like she's, she she's is looking good honestly in my in my mind i just see half her face melted uh, i mean it's I pretty bad, bad. Um, like half of that scene in in the second terminator when they show the the bomb yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. i was gonna On say like in um, breaking bad where frink gets the side of his face but it comes out and like straightens his tie and then turns and you see half his face is okay, missing okay cool yeah that's what I was thinking it's not quite that bad but yeah sure why not it's it's that bad it's Jacob's crazy. not here to defend it so <laughs> Jacob's yeah. not here to defend it it's that bad there's like an eyeball missing like you can see one of her goblin oh, teeth flicks but no nah, that's not <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we got two well, face as you yeah two face yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna flip a coin see what your fate is roll a dice Um, I'm 20 face way more way more than she already is perfect that's Um, great as well I'd say then probably as you sort of emerge next to the lake um, Damien points towards the north and goes I I know of an old picnic site uh, just up ahead the uh, place where hunters sometimes come to dress and wash game Uh, perhaps there's a place here that you could uh, rest and Refill your canteens, get some fresh water if you need it. I'd, uh, I'd greatly appreciate that one. I'm, I, I know you need quite a rest. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, as, you, as you move to the north, it's only half an hour of uh, very easy walking before you emerge at the shores of Lake Zarevich. The lake is perfectly still and dark, reflecting the dark clouds overhead, almost like a, an enormous mirror. You can see that the surface is almost completely still. Only very infrequent waves rise and fall across its surface, despite its immense size. This lake is, it's massive. You can't even really see, uh, looking to your left, the far shore towards the west. You can see just, just at the edge of your vision, the northern shore. But beyond that, not much else. The lake, it seems, is massive. On the what other is, side of the lake... Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, I'm sorry. No, continue your description. Sorry, I thought you were done. Oh, I was going to say, on the other side of the lake, you can see forest pressing in around on all sides. In fact, looking around the border of the lake, even though there are one or two rivers seeming to feed its enormous size, there are not many open spaces or plains around this. It looks like the lake is surrounded by the same dense woodlands that you've been walking through for the past uh, hour and a bit. What did um, what was the name of the lake that is Mark said? Lake Zarevich. As in, is that not Strahd's last name too? Yeah. Yep. Do you say that? 
Yeah, is is this not the name of the the Lord Struds? Yeah, this is the family name of the the conquerors who came and took these lands very, very, very long ago. The von Zarevich family. The lake was named after them. Is that is Mark responding or or Damo? Uh, Damo. Damo, I'm trying to go for a much more lower gravelly voice with a bit of an accent. Is Mark's more of like a, ah, oh, yeah, so that makes sense. A bit more right. like upbeat. Yep. Is it much so of a difference? Does, does I can Damo try responding? it. Yeah, Damien, I can try and be a bit more. Is that a bit better with the... Uh... Uh, is, um... Ooh, I like that, actually. Mr. Mr. Oh, okay, Demo, that. um... That's fucking hot. Who's <laughs> okay, son, try to calm yourself. Okay, maybe maybe, maybe don't do that then, skidding him sexually. Right? He's going to do some cursive strad after dark. <laughs> oh, man, you should do, an, you should do a stew and ASMR stream like that, Owen. Mm, I can see you getting engorged with all of that delicious blood. We're not saying gorged. There's no good reason to gorged. <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? Clip it, Owen. Mm, all of that blood. In such a delicious, easily approached package. Carry on. That's the only convenient package for blood. We established this. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah, it's true. Straws. That's a straws. Straws. Hey, you, get, you want to get everything dirty? Come on. <laughs> I'm not a wizard. Box. I don't have precedentation. Why not? I'm straw that shit. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you have precedentation? Because that's one lean on me. <laughs> Yeah, this, um, yes, can I like a coconut with an umbrella, please? I'm sort of like a vampire. Can you help me out? Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? Here yeah. you go. Presentation, ready Look, to go. We just spent like two sessions eating people pies. Like, I think you're you, you, you're off the hook for eating bats. For I, a think, I think you're probably <laughs> safe in, I in the company. I think I'm really safe now because if you guys ever, like, we guys, when you do inevitably find out, it'd be like, oh, well, Raf ate like three children, so you're you're fine. Wow, you're can fine. we can we specify no, no, Gorina? No, no. Gorina, <laughs> not Raf. <laughs> I just Raf's at least like, four by now. Yeah, I feel like it's a very important distinction to make. My bad, apologies. <laughs> it's okay. You're not you're not incorrect. It's just for future reference. I want to make sure yeah. that you. Gorina has a lot of catching up to do for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sell you short of the children well. eaten. Exactly. Um, Yes, it was uh, named after the von Zarevich family. I believe the lake was um, named after the family or one of the family members. I, I do not know if it was specifically Strad von Zarevich. And who did they uh, come to conquer the land from? The land itself. Uh, I don't think anybody remembers who the original inhabitants were. Just fair enough. Um, all right. why, why do we only hear about Strad? Then. What happened to the other fuckers? His parents, uh, as far as I know, never came here. His brother was here for some time, but is long dead. Now only Strad remains. Have you ever uh, met this Strad demo? Fortunately, I have not had the uh, mis displeasure of encountering the, the vampire baron. I don't know, he seems... I've, I've not seen him do anything particularly negative so far. Look around you. This whole place is tainted by his mistakes and his darkness. His yeah, like inadequacies. Sorry, what was that, Grinner? It sounds like everybody hates him, to be frank. 
acting as a despot for so long does not uh, surprise me. Um, while this conversation is going, I'm just going to quickly set up the tripwire and stuff like that because, or the alarm sort of system, because we sort of are in, or maybe being, you know, followed, who knows, I'm not sure. For half so, an hour for a short, yeah, rest. short rest. Or an hour for a short rest. Yeah, yeah you can, you can. Yeah, you can. I'm not going to, I'll you can, obviously. It's not so much that, like, normally, I, like, I normally probably wouldn't for a short rest, but because we're probably high alert, just got out of there, I'm probably, Luther's probably scared that the hags are following. So True. Or that's actually something. pretty fair. <laughs> so I'm going to also, fair while fair. this is going on, I'm also going to be perched up in the trees and also acting as a lookout. I'm not too hurt or anything, um, you know, so I'll, I'll be more of a lookout at least. No, that that sounds like a good plan to me. Um, yes, you, you, you take five minutes tops uh, to set up the trip line with the bells, maybe what? five six meters away from you guys down the pathway so at least you get a little bit of a, a notification yeah. if anyone's on that the sounds way good. Just, yeah. just so we're not caught by you know caught off guard yeah no, perfect um as you as you all sit down and begin taking your short rest all of you may benefit from your your short rest um was there anything else you wanted to ask uh damien for those of you who are just joining us or might not remember damien is uh, an old hunter um humanoid looking hunter who they met uh, in the woods uh, the previous night um, who has just come back and helped them escape uh, from a pretty awful fate involving some uh, some night hags. Um, they're a little bit suspicious of Damien. They're not sure they can fully trust him, but um, for the moment, he's proving useful, so they're keeping him around. Uh, Arena actually, and his um, mark. Oh, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, my character's one of the few characters that actually, like, ironically, like, trust yeah. him. Actually, I'm, the I'm characters really trust fine. him. The characters really trust him. The players don't. <laughs> That's the distinction. Know, I don't trust Should him, make that distinction. I know that like there's probably something else going on with Damien. I can't say though, but my characters only had good interactions. Unfortunately, my insight roles have not been great. So he's a lovely man, and I will not hear a bad word spoken about him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ismark in Arena um, take a seat at the side of the lake. Arena um, taking her shoes off and, and putting her feet in the dark water and having a bit of a wander around the, the borders of the lake, cooling off her off her feet and looking out across the lake, occasionally walking back to the shore, picking up a stone and skipping it across the dark waters of the lake. Um, Ismark sort of sitting back, just lying down with his back against a tree, eyes closed, taking a bit of a break and resting and relaxing, because he did take a pretty nasty hit uh, while you guys were in the uh, in the old mill as well. Um, but he was like... Oh, he did a lot of damage, but he, he also took... To him. He, 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 like, he took a bit of damage too. He did so um, well. Tithla heads down to the shores of the lake and starts scooping up a little bit of water and trying to sort of heal her burns a little bit. Um, I'll roll hit dice for Jacob because he's not here because Tithla has taken a fair bit of damage. So I'll I'll roll some dice for hit, uh, for Tithla just to get a bit of a heal up while you guys are doing anything. Did you say you wanted to talk to um wanted to talk to Ismark at all? Um, I think? might even yeah I might have a quick little. Uh chat with him um, as he's sort of sitting there sort of like i don't know like sharpening his sword or, or talking to irena or irena or someone i'm not sure i'll sort of pop in real quick from i'll drop down from a tree <clears throat> um let me go on there partner um, how you feeling oh you know I'm, I'm feeling okay i just um i took a took a few hits there and uh just need a moment to catch my breath <laughs> you know how it is uh so i say um I, I have a question for you. It's, uh, I don't mean to pry, but in, our, in, in, in the old village, the village of Barovia, you said that um, people made fun of you, called you the, the lesser and such. Well, yes. I'll admit the uh, 
the proficiency that you showed with that blade. Um, I know you were fighting a stove, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that thing was like pretty crazy, and, and you you were like you 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 were someone else. I I, I don't know how you, how did you come to be with that name that nickname if you are actually quite proficient. Uh, it's not a comment on my martial prowess. It's a comment on living in my father's shadow. I mean, you think you think I was impressive. My father in his heyday was a force to be reckoned with. Uh, he was a captain of the guard before he became the the mayor and Barovia before he became the the burgomaster. Um, he was a very impressive man, a very good man that a lot of people looked up to. A successful merchant for some years, and I just never could be as successful as him. And so I, I thought I could distinguish myself with, with martial training, and I spent a fair bit of time learning what I could from the people who came through, the, the other adventurers and, and outlanders like yourselves who've traveled through. I've trained with a number of them and learned a number of techniques from, from each of them as they've come through, but I, I think you're being a bit kind. As, as you said, it was it was merely a rather large stove. All I did was hack at it with my sword, and it did move around a little bit, but it wasn't a hard target to... to to hit by any stretch of the imagination. I put um, I put my hand on his shoulder. It's almost like I'm like an old man talking to him because I am old, um, <laughs> and I, I and even though I look young, but um, I look at him and go, I um, <clears throat> I wouldn't um, get yourself out so quick. Look what that thing did to Tiffler. Tif- Tiffler is um, sure she can be annoying and such, but she does have, you know, she's quite a martial um, force in her own right, so. The fact that you were able to do what you did, I think you need to give yourself more credit. Don't be so hard on yourself. Look, I, I thank you for your kind words. I, Tithler, I think, got unlucky. Her back was turned, and this thing got a, a very powerful strike in, and she was just unable to get out of the way in time. Almost looked like someone sort of picked her up and held her in the wood. No, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> she just didn't get out of the way in time and, and, and took, a, took a pretty nasty hit. I, I feel sorry for her. As, uh, as he says that and looks over, you can see Arena has now come to check over on Tithler. And as Tithler's bathing her very nasty burns in the cool water, Arena comes over and sort of helps her a little bit. And you hear Tithler going, Oh, it really hurts. Um, it's actually quite painful. <laughs> I'm really trying to do Jacob's like voice for Tithler. <laughs> I'm not doing the best job. That's okay. Um, as, as Arena sort of looks over and goes, oh, It doesn't hurt you. Just be a bit more careful. Um, you don't want to put like cold water just onto the exposed tissue. That is an infection risk. Come, come back to the shore, and I will get some bandages, and we can help uh, bind them with the cool bandages. As Arena tries her best to like kind of prevent Tithler hurting herself more, um, Ismark looks back to you, Luther, and goes, "The rest of you, all of you, you, you did very well. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I thought we were. I thought for a moment we were done for. My only thought was to try and get Arena." out of harm's way and then when I saw Titla so when I saw her go down so, she just reminds me a bit of Irina when Irina was her age which time did you see Titla going down and it happened a few times <laughs> yeah that from Theodore at the back both yeah it was fucking brutal well look um, I'll be honest it'll take a bit to kill this old uh, old fool am I right and I sort of like I probably catch myself there as I say because I notice I let slip something and then I sort of just pat him on the back and it's like, it's all right, you got, you're young, you got heaps of potential. He sort of gives you a bit of a look and then goes with it. Doesn't say much more, just sort of nods, smiles, and then leans in a little bit conspiratorially. Um, 
I'm going to be honest. Now that we've made it to the outskirts of Alaki, I don't really know what I'm going to do. My mission was to protect Irina and get her safely here. I think, not to be presumptuous and not to count our chickens before they've hatched, but I think we've almost done that. And as much as I'd love to stay and help guard Irina, I know that she sometimes sees me as a overprotective sibling, someone who's always there watching over her and, and, and sort of stopping her from doing her own thing. And I, I don't want to be that. I, I want to be supportive, but not a shadow that she has to get under, get out from underneath. I know what that was like with my father. That's, what do you um, think? Should I stick around with her? Well, that's a good question. Like, when we get you guys to the Lucky, what what is Arena's, um, what's she going to do? You know, we've spoken so much about what it would be like to get away, and we've spoken so much about our plans to escape. We've never really talked that much about what we're going to do. Arena spoke for some time about uh, trying to learn magic and, and, and trying to learn martial uh, abilities as well. She, as, as you've seen, she, she's quite proficient in, in combat. She, she, she can keep her head and, and is able to think quickly on her feet, but she's not particularly skilled in, in the blade or the bow. And while she's got some interest in alchemy, I, I know she's never had a chance to really explore that. I imagine she'd want to get a better, under, better understanding about those areas, I think. Again, so, um, it's not something we've spoken about in detail. And you can see he's looking a bit, like, embarrassed about this as he kind of, like, asking this question. Like, oh, so what so, are you going to do? Like, ah. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, Arena's planning on starting her life in Velaki. So you could do the same. Maybe you don't have to be over her 24-7, but she can learn alchemy and other such things. And whatever passions you hold within yourself, maybe you can explore them. It sounds like uh, the walled city sounds fairly protected from the horrors of, of this land, so it could be a potential place for you guys to live. I Look, I really hope so. And I hear such good things about Valaki. They, they hold regular festivals, the people there are happy, there's plenty of food, plenty of wine. I mean, it... it keep this between you and I, but it almost sounds too good to be true sometimes. Well, how about this? Well, that's Let's that. go that's there. Oh, sorry. What was that? <laughs> just me muttering out of character. Just, don't say that. That's ominous as fuck. <laughs> that only means it's bad. <laughs> no, we all know that now. Thanks, Owen. <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll look at him now and I'll go, I'll, go, I'll say <laughs> fuck. Come to Velaki. <laughs> yeah, we hold festivals every day. <laughs> There's plenty um, of food. <laughs> but I'll, I'll look at him and... Um, Lots of how about this? How about this? Um, let's get to Velaki, see what it's all about, and then we can um, then we can figure it out. We'll, we'll be there with you guys for some time before we sort of find our next uh, adventure, I guess. Yeah, it's true. We did not really know what we are going to do after either. We just want to get home. Well, um, anything I can do to help, I, all of you. And he sort of speaks up a bit and turns around to the rest of you and help, pushes himself back up to his feet, sheaths his sword. I, I just want to take this moment to thank all of you, sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I don't think we would have made it without all of your incredible and valiant efforts. Mm. And I will do everything in my power to help you, even if it means 
marching up to the gates of Castle Ravenloft and facing off against the devil himself. I, if that is what we need to get you home, you have my sword. Please, if you could go do this right now, that would be very helpful. Right now, you want me to go right, right, right now? Right now, you head on over there. We'll get to Velaki. We'll meet you back there after. And what am I? What am I doing when I get there? Oh, I'm asking Strad politely to let us go. I think that's going to go um, very differently to how you think that's going to go. I suspect. Okay, we go to Velaki then. I I think that's well, probably for the best. How about you uh, thank us in Velaki? We're not actually there yet. There's uh, still a bit of stretch of road, so hopefully. Hopefully, it stays as you know, stays safe. We've had a bit of a, it's been a bit of a rocky trip, admittedly, with the uh, the, the windmill. Yes, it was a unfortunate detour. Um, I look over at Grinner. I don't know what Grinner's up to at the moment. Um, but I'll sort of be like, um, hey Grinner, how how are you feeling? What's what's been going on in your I'm head? Pie wise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you look over to say that and Grin is actually not there I think Grin has gone on a walk um, oh, okay a, a short walk into the forest um, right. I'll probably say that look around but okay where's Grin okay um, you probably would have noticed that he's smoking even more than his huge <laughs> <amount of> usual <laughs> cigarettes uh, as well on the like just chain smoking on the way over here and he's actually, just as, uh, yeah, as, you, as I look around for Grin I look around I just see butts all of <laughs> yeah, you would. You would. I, I imagine your cigarettes work like Legolas's arrows. They just never really yes. run out until yeah. the yeah. ends it. He, he has a he has a, a minor magical <laughs> item, um, <laughs> the cigarillo case of infinite butts. But that, so it's not a full cigarette. He only pulls out no, like yeah, a dog ear. Dog, <laughs> dog ends every time. I like to think that it's like connected to another plane. So someone <laughs> is smoking them. It's just some <laughs> goblin on the other plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's connected to an ashtray in some like goblin's yeah. workshop <laughs> back on Dostea. He's just like, ah, oh, this is finished. This one's shit. No, no one would want this. And puts it in the ashtray. And then this, and this fingers come up and grab it, pull it down. <laughs> and the grin is there like, oh, this is that, this is that good shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is just life, he has right. a magic emptying tray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yep, I quite uh, like that. So he's he's not there right now. He's um wandered off. You noticed probably even though he's usually fairly stoic and and not overly boisterous, he's said probably two words over this whole trip so yeah. far since the windmill, and he's he's just not there right now. Well, we haven't really had the time to like get some catch a break. Break so like it's probably the deep time on the cannibalism. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we'll, we'll have a chat about that. Um, but has anyone actually talked about like Jonor's like wings? I know we, I know he's done it before, but I think we weren't really in the moment to have a chat about it. So I think yeah, the fact that one I of your party we'll, members grew spectral wings exactly, and flew yeah. around the roof for like so four or five rounds of combat, like a pigeon, just, like a pigeon trapped there. inside. <laughs> <laughs> it started so majestic <laughs> these beautiful golden angelic wings that allowed him to fly around the room like a fucking pigeon trapped inside <laughs> tell me tell me that the wings make that squeaky noise when he flies with them too. so so we're gonna have to get some context for those of you who aren't that. australian 
there are a tire there's a native pigeon in australia that when it flaps its wings <laughs> it makes this squeaking noise I, I i shit you not this isn't the sort of bullshit this isn't the bullshit that australians pull talking about drop bears and things like that they are legit look out for them um this is a legitimate pigeon and it has like a crest like a feathered crest oh, that's a crested, pigeon. crested pigeon thank you it's a yeah, yeah. native native oh, type yeah. of pigeon and it, all just really <laughs> oh, they're just absolutely shit all over my no as um and when they fly they go they with do, their wings. Cool. <laughs> it's really funny. Dogs, dogs in Australia fucking love them because it's like chew toy and running toy all in one. <laughs> and it squeaks all by itself. So most dogs learn to chase them quite quite quickly. Yeah. I that is now canon. That's the sound journals wings make when he flies no, really like it's concernedly it's inside. Hastily. Alright, we'll say hastily. That, that works. Hastily. Um, not, nah, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's not they're canon. Just, they're just flapping so hard just to keep him up. Just it's, like it's almost like a warble sound. Yeah. How do they actually actually I've never wondered how they make that noise. Is it them making it or is it because of like the compression of their um I think it's their, the, the feathers yeah. rubbing. Why yeah, I think it's something it? like that. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was I thought it was their sound they make. No, that's not them. That's oh, really? just their. I definitely think it has something wing. to do when they move their wings, and they're like it probably has something to do with the maybe the feathers rubbing. Yeah, whis- a whistling sound that their wings make when they take off. It's designed to draw the attention of predators. I'm going to chuck in the wiki. If you go down to the bottom, there's a video that you can like listen to. Wait, it's designed to draw the attention of predators. Designed to draw the attention of predators. Yeah, yeah. So it's choice. Well, because it's when a, they go in easy. flocks, it's confusing because there's like a, multiple yeah, sounds coming from multiple places. And yeah, when they've got yeah, young, apparently it helps draw the attention away from the nest. Um, I've just yeah, I've just pasted uh, in the Wikipedia and I'll chuck it in the description too if the you want to hear it. It's quite a funny photo. list. They have yeah. the same defense as bait fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stay in big numbers and hope it's confusing enough that one gets away. Yeah, 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 exactly right. It's like one of us may die, but it's a sacrifice <laughs> we are willing to make. <laughs> exactly. Um but, so, uh, yeah, we'll, um, as, you, as you turn to journal. <laughs> yeah, so I look around for Grinner. Grinner's not there. I see a lot of butts. Uh, and then I look at journal. And journal, <laughs> I imagine, is just sort of sitting there, maybe having some rations, just taking it easy, relaxing a little bit from the from the slog we had. I think I'm trying to get his stomach to settle after knowing he ate children. Ah, a little bit. Yeah, not okay. the same depth as um, Can I, can I so, add, at this point, you don't know a hundred percent what was in the pies that you ate. All you know is what Grinner experienced downstairs. So only Theodore and Grinner know that Bella tried to cut Grinner up and put him in a pie, and that the, it was oven... the eye wasn't there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. The, the gravy oh, had eyes in it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, did have gravy. Yeah, did, did have an eyeball in the gravy. Did, that could have been humanoid. Of like, yeah, the stove and everything as well. You just the stove with these like ghostly hands coming out of it. But I, yeah, I should I say at this of, point, I think we all connected it a little bit. But, but you don't, you don't know a hundred percent whether or not you yeah. eat human flesh. And, and I don't know if it was me personally, I'd hold on to that one percent chance yeah. <laughs> that but I just the got the, you have the gravy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't eat the salmon mousse. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you're looking um, pretty crook, Jonah. I'm gonna say. Uh, because there's a fair chance it's contemplative. I don't, it can't confirm deny. So, but, um, I'd like. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, if you're gonna, I'd like to just try and distract you a little bit. And, um, did Jonah, uh, were those creatures we fought in um in your book of monsters that we found in the in the manor? Oh, we had some of those hags, didn't we? Um, let's have you, a look. You found a book. demon demon book, did you not? Yeah, there was a book of the demonology, and uh, I have a bit of a flip flick through and do i find anything on hags specifically in this uh we we don't know that there were hags do we 
No, but I, Journal, Journal kind of like he made an arcana check. Like them, oh, yeah. he, he'd made an arcana check before and had known about the various types of spellcasters and one of the spellcasters or monstrous spellcasters are hags. Um, Jono, you're actually in a quite a bit of luck here. Could you please roll me an arcana check? Maybe I shouldn't say that before Absolutely. you've rolled the arcana check. <laughs> <laughs> here comes the one. 24. 20. Not the one. There is an entry specifically on night hags, not on any other type of hag, but on wow. night hags, because night hags are fiends. The others are fae. Oh, but night hags okay. are specifically the demonic hag. They are the fiendish hags. So they know abyssal and infernal. I'm pretty sure from memory. So they're the only hags tied to devils and demons. Jonor, there is a section as you flip through on these monstrous, like purple-skinned, black teeth, black hooked claws, humanoid female-looking monsters. And the entry underneath refers to these as night hags. And the entry refers to their desire to corrupt those around them. They can step into people's dreams, feed them nightmares. They can even steal people's souls and store them in these pouches made from the human skin of their victims. It's a soul bag. They are driven to drive mortals to corruption. And the process of doing that somehow provides them with power for their spells, power for their magic, and power for their um, their longevity, their long lives. That that corruption of purity into darkness and evil deeds. That is what night hags love more than anything else. It, it is their food. It is their bread and butter. It is what makes them powerful and yeah, quite terrifying creatures. One of the things you do read, yeah, they can sneak into people's dreams, turn their dreams into nightmares, and even sometimes see where those creatures are when they're sleeping, manifest in their shadows. These are very scary, very dangerous creatures. And as you finish reading through this, this essentially this bestiary of fiends, it's made very clear to you that to survive an encounter with a night hag is good fortune. To survive an encounter with a coven is unheard of. Only those with extreme skill have been able to do it. Which then probably with an arcana of 24 starts to give you a bit of a spidey sense, or I'd say a hag sense that something else was at play. Either you were allowed to leave or they weren't using their full powers against you. Because you, at some points, you guys were holding your own. Like, you, you know, you saw your, you saw you damaging them, and then whenever they look, looked like they were taking too much damage, they just vanished. They could have done that any time. Appeared and disappeared, gone anywhere. You're now starting to get a bit paranoid that some, something about your escape seems very convenient and very unusual. Yeah, I think we might have made some uh, pretty bad enemies here, lads. I think I think we might have made a bit of a, a whoopsie on this one. <laughs> no, we'll get them back. Don't worry. Yeah, that's that's what you'd get away from your book of fiends, Jonah. Is this this unease of? Oh, I think we were allowed to leave. Uh, <laughs> Why would they allow us to leave? 
I'm going to assume that I share basically that. It's up to you. It's up to you whether or not you share it. So I'm assuming you read it first and then you can share as much or as little of that as you'd like. Um, Remember you are under the geese spell. Yep. I haven't forgot. Yeah. What Um, does it mean? Nothing. It means I think for the next 30 days he could be He's hagged it. Something. We don't know. And the best Garrett bit is, none of you know. No You've got no idea. We know about it as players, but we have to play it as well. Raph's just we, turned his we camera off in protest. Be, we don't even know that he's been geesed, do we? No. You've got no idea. No. You've got no idea that he's been goosed. I assume so that's the So we literally have to also pretend <laughs> that we don't know about it. You've got no idea. <laughs> um, in any minute now, he's going to become a circle of the honk druid, and that's it. Just game over. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm going to, I'm going to just recall the amount of memory, the, the things that I can recall and fill in any gap that I need. Um, yeah, so uh, night hags, they are a special type of evil. They're just, they live and thrive off the suffering of others. They love doing some, some evil acts. Uh, they, um, if you have any weird moments in your dreams coming up, then it's definitely their work of, uh, the, the, the work of, them um should we be worried about that are we safe in other dreams look they might interfere to some degree but it doesn't seem like it's gonna be a big problem maybe just be careful of your shadow um yeah i'm not going to lie it's very hard to get away from my shadow i'll just say keep a healthy awareness um i don't know how to at night you know just yeah look you make a fair point i don't know how you can (laughs) uh I also think that they might have been playing down just a little bit. So um, there's hags, there's not hags, and there's a, a, a coven, and we would not survive against the coven. So something weird was going on. That's absolutely for sure. We um, just, just be careful about that. I think we should be suspicious about all well, that. Well, I mean, earlier with that Damien popping up, we would have died, right? Oh yeah, that- I'm. I look over to Damien. As you look over towards Damien, he's wandered off a little bit of a distance from you, about two or three metres around the side of the lake. Looks to be a bit lost in thought, just looking out across the dark waters, eyes scanning the the surface of the lake as if looking for something. Well, I'm very glad that Damien, you did turn up at that time because we we really were in a fair bit of strife. Damien, uh, thank you, thank you for your help. I greatly appreciate it. We need more people like you. It takes him a second or two to respond, and as he sort of turns around, he sort of like shakes his head a little bit and goes, "Ah, uh, uh, not the problem. Uh, not a problem at all. Just in the right place at the right time." Yeah, thank you so much, Damien. We love you. I hope we never have to fight you in combat. That would be uh, very bad. I, I, I'm not. I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I hope you never betray us. It's just, uh, it's just lucky that I was um, heading in that direction and that I remembered about the mill and grew concerned for your well-being. But, um, lucky that I still have this uh, this lantern with me. Yes. What is this? What is this lantern? It, it seemed very powerful. Ah, yes. It is a um, it is a rather old uh, trinket. I found it in a barrow. Uh, up to the north, it uh, repels fey creatures and, and fiendish creatures that are of malevolent intent. Interesting. Uh, I want to say uh, another detail. Another and detail is that 
those hags typically are um, they're typically fey, right? But these ones were themed. Is that is that right, Owen? Yes, exactly right. Yeah, the uh, the night hags are, 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 are fiendish and fey creatures. It's kind of a, an amalgamation of both. I'll share that as well. They did not seem like any of the nice fey that I know. They did not. Oh. <laughs> it's a fact. They did not revel. <laughs> there was no revel. That is very true. Very low on revel. Very low on Definitely, revel. You tried to bring the revel. I could see that by heading downstairs, but that, that did not the work fe- out for us at all, did it? No, the it feasting was there. They, they partook of the feasting. Um, <laughs> so, I, know we've, um, I know we've been talking a lot, but during the room, I, I, I can't believe we never even touched on this before. I've seen you do it once, now twice, but those wings... That it what, took what me is, by surprise as well, actually. Wait, so this is a new development for you? Yeah, I, I just all in the fray. I got, got shocked and fell over backwards and felt like I needed to hold myself up and just those wings popped out. I think that's a bit of my celestial calling coming back to me here. Um, I think have a bit of a connection and help me out in the time of need. So, yeah, it's a... The celestial touches get more and more interesting. I can tell you all about them if you want. I mean, it just <clears throat> yeah, for it to come out at that point is. I'm not, I've been traveling you for a while now. I've, I've never seen it. This is quite a new uh, new development. Yeah, well, I I am part celestial. I am uh, am an Asmir and Asmar, and that's what one of the things that are known about the mighty and best amongst us um, those who uh, ascend to the greatest heights can get all these different abilities wings or use facial like <laughs> solid <yeah>. solid solid <laughs> flying pun you see um you see Damien perk up at that as you say <laughs> that Jonor about um the celestial heritage Damien sort of perks up a little bit oh, you okay there Raf? <laughs> yeah I'm all good <laughs> I'm trying to find somewhere comfy. I've been sitting down all day and I'm stuck sitting on a bed and it's so uncomfortable, but carry on. I'm good. We need a cushion for your little tushin. Um, I need a a butt cushion. (laughs) The highest quality dialogue here at the Lost Archives. Um, As uh, as Damien looks towards you, Jonor steps up. He goes, I did not not know you were of the celestial celestial folk. That is, um, is interesting. Where are I, you? Um, um, sorry, you go. Yeah, I'm, I am part celestial. I've got a little, little, just a little tinkering of it in my, in my genes. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. He sort of seems to nod this very old, um, quite sort of grizzled face, eyes that squinting, nods and looks back over, studying the lake once more. His travelling cloak pulled up tight around him, the bow strung across his back. Long greying hair pulled back into a ponytail. As he sort of looked back out across the lake, nodding to himself silently. Well, as he turns around to go look at the lake, I'll probably sort of look at Jonor. We'll look at... Uh, it came out at the right time. When you needed it, it's, um, I'm sure that moving forward, that'll be a great bonus to your abilities. Definitely will help us out actually inspired me a little bit that my heritage was uh, coming out. I was happy, happy to see it come, come out. 
Well, perfect. It's good to How see How did we describe there. your flying inside before? Was it like a pigeon trapped inside it? <laughs> 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 Around the roof. Um, yeah. With the conversation sort of dying down, I'm going to jump back up into the trees and keep an eye out again, sort of look out again. Yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. all finish your short. Oh, sorry, has you? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah if, if we're done with the short rest, I'll, I'll going to start moving us along before, so we can get to Valaki yeah. before nightfall. Brilliant. All of you, you may finish your short rests if you haven't already done so. Um, any hit dice you want to spend, please regain those hit points. Any abilities that come back on a short rest, please renew those abilities. Um, Tithla uh, and Irina walk back towards the party. Tithla's horrendous burns from the mill now bound tightly in uh, in bandages as Arena directs her back to the party. Um, Theodore, were you going to transform back into Bayonling to give Tifa a ride? Was that yep. the plan? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, as you, as you transform back into the, the Bayonling form, this uh, this bear-elk hybrid, which I'm hoping will come up on the, uh, the stream overlay in a second. Um, as you as you transform back into this bailing form, Titler very gingerly climbs on top of your back, wincing at the, the vast expanse of burns across her skin. Um, the rest of you set off. Uh, as you get back towards the road and begin walking down it, uh, Damien turns towards the group of you and sort of is hanging back a little bit towards the back and then eventually sort of like coughs and goes, um, I need to have a, a word, sorry. This last stretch, uh, heading to Valaki, um, I, I have come a bit out of my way for where I wanted to go and I think this last stretch should be fairly safe enough for you. Uh, I need to need to be making tracks. I will see you all again sometime, I'm sure, but uh, there are still some things that I need to do of before course, the sun fully sets. You have already been a great assistant to us, so by all means. I'll go to Tiffler and just see how emotionally she reacts to him leaving again. <laughs> this isn't fair, making me making me make decisions for playing characters. Yeah, um, I'm just going to yeah. say Tithla's ignoring all of this and just holding yeah, on to yeah. her. Tithla, like, she, what she was doing Cold last shoulder. Time. Oh, that's, that's okay, Damien. Yeah, that's fine. Do that. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I, yeah, you, you do what she got to do, Damo. And then, like, grabs hold of uh, Theodore's fur. Don't worry about me. Like, don't worry about us. Like, you got to yeah, do the voice, Jared. Cold shoulder. I'm not doing the voice. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this is a play. This no, is a player's sound, chosen so voice. Are you disrespecting? So, no, no, no. I, I just think I will sound so stupid if I do. I, I will butcher it. I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm amazed that Jacob is able to hold that voice up for two hours every Monday yeah. night. Yeah. Like at some point, something's going to give, and I'm hoping it's like around the twist where his voice gets trapped there, and he now can only use that voice for the rest of his life. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is. I was doing D and D, and I chose this voice, and now I'm stuck with it, and uh, <laughs> forever. <laughs> Um, um, he would make it work. Would, yeah. There are just some situations where I don't think that works, though. Any yeah. intimacy, for example. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say not very business professional, but yeah, that's worse. <laughs> I, it's it may look like we're bullying one of our fellow players who's not here to join us tonight, uh, and that's because we are. Um, he deserves it. Yeah. He's yeah, not yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> this is how Australians. This is how Australians show affection. That's um, right. We're bonding. We're bonding. Fuck you, Jacob. Uh, so as the... Uh, <laughs> we love you. Um, as, as you guys begin walking off, Damien splits from the party uh, and melts back into the undergrowth, disappearing. Rather than following the pathway back, moves back into the woodland and, and disappears into the woodland on the side of the road. Oh, oh, just before, before you... 
He turns into a bat, screeches loudly, and flaps off. Still with squeaky wings. <laughs> every every animal here that yep. flies has squeaky wings. Um, Not every in trade, all all part pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> How non-threatening would a vampire that turns into a pigeon instead of a bat? I'll need to I'll need to paste what we're referencing again in chat. So there's a there's a species of there's a species of pigeon in Australia that makes this hilarious noise when it flaps its wings. It's called a crested pigeon. I've put the wiki like scroll down. There's a video of it and an audio file. We're not making this shit up. And um, we were having a bit of fun laughing that ASMR make that noise when they flap their wings. And now it's extended to every flying creature in D&D, apparently. They all make this noise when they fly. See, so, yeah, you're right, Has Vampires would be very non-threatening. Like, if you could hear them coming, like, as they, like, fly along. You wouldn't be scared of them at all. Um, uh, what were you speaking of vampires, um, before Damo leaves, um, Grinner's just, like, he's kind of followed everyone out from the the forested area and is just kind of walking along not at a huge distance but just a few feet behind everyone else still smoking away when um demo goes to leave he'll probably still with the dog end out of his mouth just go up and shake his hand and just nod <laughs> that's probably the extent of it just gives gives the one nod and the handshake yeah but above table out of curiosity, I don't have an overly high passive perception, but do I notice, like, is his hand where it's supposed to be from a passive perception point of view? Is he where he's meant to be? Mm, that's a good question. Um, here's what I'm going to get you to do. Could you please make me a perception or investigation check? Probably do perception because Grin is not really, he doesn't think that there's anything up really at this stage. No, fair enough. Like, he wouldn't be investigating anything. 16. As you shake Damien's hands, this calloused, quite a strong grip, but very heavily calloused hand, um, it feels like a regular hand. And as, as you look down, you, you're touching his skin. You can feel where you're contacting with his skin. In fact, even his clothes, as he pulls back, part of his cloak brushes against the edge of your hand as a bit of a stray gust of wind knocks it and pushes it forwards. And you feel the cloak uh, just brush against your hand lightly. If it's an illusion, it's a really good one that's tied exactly to where he is in space, and it's perfect because there's no sign of any illusionary magic. It's you're not passing so through anything. Suspicious. You're not. <laughs> hey, Grin is so all... suspicious. Grin is all good. <laughs> no, it's, I, I, if, I mean, as you shake his hand, he, he looks at you in the eyes, and you can see again that that very sort of haunted look that you saw the last time you had a bit of a conversation with um, with Damien. This this kind of like. Yeah, he's always got these dark rings under his eyes as if he's kind of seen a bit too much or been awake a bit too long. And shit, man. Yeah, and, and you can see that like the, the graying hair and the, the wrinkled face, there's just something about his eyes that he feels even older than he looks. And probably for Grinner, that's not necessarily suspicious. I would imagine sometimes Grinner feels a lot older than he looks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, just this sense of looking at... at at Damien and as you shake his hand this yeah this sort of like thousand yards stare almost as if he's seen too much okay alright I shake his hand nod let him go he shakes your hand gives you a nod and then walks off into the into the undergrowth disappearing into the into the forests on either side of the of the Svalich road 
your journey down the road only takes you another couple of hours before you can see the outskirts of the city, which is a town of Valaki. Palisade walls surrounding the outside. As you look at it, probably you were expecting a bit more, something a bit more sturdy. This looks, compared to the towns in Nostea, rather ramshackle. You can see that the around the palisade wall, thick fog presses around the outside. Even though the sun hasn't fully set, the fog is beset around the edges of the palisade wall. The road that you're walking down ends at a set of very sturdy-looking iron gates, two guards standing in front. Um, on the outside of the town, probably most striking along the borders of the road as you approach, a number of spikes with... At first, what looks to be the heads of, of dogs, but as you look closer and see more of them, very clearly are the heads of wolves in various states of decomposition mounted on these rows of spikes along the road heading towards the town of Alaki. With the sun only just starting to set as you reach the end of the road towards mm. the town gate, the two guards step up towards you. Both human, both clearly Barovians. Um, one of them in particular looks to be very young only 16 17 the other more middle-aged and, and much more sure of himself the young one kind of standing back holding his spear very close to his chest holding it quite tensely as the other guard steps up holding the spear just in one hand looking a bit more casual uh, as he looks towards you these very sort of dark green eyes um, piercing out from underneath the very ill-fitting metal helmet uh, burnished iron helmet uh, he looks towards you what business have you got in Valaki? I, um, yeah, morph back out of, put Tithler down, morph back out of Bjornling form. Hello, guards. We are, we require some lodging and supplies. We're just travelers. May we please um, enter for safety? As, as you shapeshift in front of them oh, from a really rather done. large wolf-like looking creature into a humanoid. It's bear-like. It's it is, but these guys, I, yeah. damn, you should have done this like Both. episode. Should Lower this. Oh, Did actually, how long did your wild shape last for? Actually, it was, yeah, only an hour. So how hour. Long it walk? would have faded long before this. It would have taken you two or three hours, three and a wow. half hours of walking. Okay, well then I would have used both. I would have, I would have given as much to, and then, to, to, to get to yeah. them. Probably would have still, if it's three hours, probably would have had the last hour on foot anyhow. Okay. No transform. Good. Hello. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm still a goat man. I'm still, that's okay. That's okay. You're not a wolf. You're not a wolf goat man. So that's that's <laughs> as you, as you step up. Furry, furry hooves clattering. Arena and Ismark step up alongside you. Um, and as you say, uh, would you say you said, uh, "Well, we're here to here to enter Valaki." Yeah, we'd like to come oh, into your town. Oh. Quite obviously, we um we need. It's getting dark. We need a place to stay. It's not safe out at night here. Obviously, we've uh, had quite a bad day on the road you can see our tithla here we we really need somewhere to rest before we let you in you need to undergo the test okay what is this test Algebra? Hey, come on the guard leans back and flicks his hand Algebra. over his shoulder gesturing for the younger guard who steps forward holding a dagger more akin to a, a, a knife for carving than anything else with a very fine-looking silver blade and handle, and as the guard holds it out, you you, you have to have to take the have to take the dagger. Okay. Uh, Irina yeah. kind of like looks down and goes like, "Why why why is this necessary? This is what I, 
you Goatman first. Okay, what is this dagger? Pick it up and find out. Uh, can I roll uh, perception, arcana, survival? Yeah, yeah. Perception, arcana, survival, your choice. Whichever one you want to roll. And I'll tell you specific things depending on which one you roll. Uh, probably go perception. We did discuss silver previously, didn't we? Oh, yeah, God. we talked about silver. Um, nine, Theodore. It's made of metal. Uh, a silvery looking metal. Could be iron, could be silver. Well, could be um, tin. It's been polished. <laughs> could be really top notch tin. Yeah, really top notch tin. Look, could be pewter. pewter. You don't know. Man. <laughs> not copper. No, it's it's not copper. Uh, <laughs> Unless yeah. it's been painted. Okay, give me your dagger, sir. They hold it out as you reach down and pick up the dagger and hold it up. Both guards lower their spears for a second, as if expecting something to happen. When nothing happens. The younger guard reaches up and tries to like take the dagger from you. I spin it around and hand it back to him. He takes the dagger okay. back. Um, uh, the older happy? guard... Oh, sorry, you go, you go. You happy? I've held your strange dagger. The older guard looks towards the younger one and goes, Next time you make a small incision, remember, they do not hold the dagger. What if one of them was infected? Now we no longer have the uh, item to test. They could just run off with it. What do you mean infected? <laughs> Is there the like guard. Some, some disease? Fungal, perhaps? The older guard spits on the ground. Worst disease. Disease of the wolves. There are many of these infected around here. Creatures that are man and beast in one. Where oh, wolves in your I see. I see how the shape-shifting might have been problematic. <laughs> it's very fortunate. <laughs> it's very fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> oh god could have been spicy um, to have a druid turn into a dire wolf inside the limits of Velaki oh this could still be a fun activity that's <laughs> true give me time it's true dear I really, don't I really don't think that Jonah would, would just give his explanation of what he thinks happening right now oh guys I think um, this is a silver dagger and this uh, lichen lichen therapy I think silver is kind of bad for them so any transforming creatures this will, this will like I heard them all scare him away is that is that what's going on the older guard gives you a bit of a look test him next oh yeah sure why not um, um, Jono I, I don't think they're uh, really con- conversationalists uh, I think <laughs> they're not, the they are not very chatty <laughs> the younger guard reaches up and presses the dagger quite suddenly against your, your hand Jono uh when no sizzling or cries of alarm come from you, he pulls the dagger back and moves through each of you, pressing the silver against you, unless you resist. No, I'm probably going to walk up after Jonor, just with this done with. deadpan scowl on his face, <laughs> and I'm just this stand looming over this kid. I have had one of the worst fuckhead days of my fuckhead week. Right, <laughs> I hold my hand out. Get your fucking done, right? Fucking now, and we're going into this city. All right. And as he goes to put the <laughs> dagger against my hand, I'm just going to push my palm into the dagger. <laughs> so he so just stabs me right you? in the palm. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. okay. As as you push it in and, and it cuts you, it, the guard cries out a little bit in alarm and pulls back. The older guard 
suddenly lowering his spear, thinking something's wrong until he sees the blood dripping off the dagger and sees you just, like, looking calmly with this cut in your hand. I, um, I think I will quickly whisper to Jonor and um, Theodore, and I'll be like, I think we really, really need to have a chat with uh, Greener. Yes, he needs need some counselling, I think. <laughs> I think something's really <laughs> off. Therapy is in order. Right, is that proof enough? I think we're done here. I think we're fucking done here. The what's, guards what's the problem, nod. Bruno? What, what are you? What are you thinking about? I've, I've had enough. I've standing around at this front of these fucking gates. We're going in. We're done. We've proved ourselves. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't done anything wrong, Bruno, have you? Proving myself in front of other people. Right? We're going in. Is this acceptable, guardsmen? Are we able to enter your city? They both nod and look a bit sort of chagrined as yeah, all of you have submitted one. yourselves for the uh, for the test. Cool. I go over to Grinner and give a little bump on the shoulder. I can't believe those guys. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't actually respond to that. I don't. I don't think he says anything. He just kind of walks off ahead. Grinner. Um, as you pass through the palisade wall and into the town proper of Valaki, the first thing that kind of really strikes you entering in is how many houses there are here. Valaki is a lot bigger than you might have originally thought. Walking through and, and entering in, you can see that the the town and the, the buildings are, uh, yeah, there's a number of buildings all around, a number of people moving around as well. Um, you can see there are a number of banners hanging between the houses as if um, someone has set up for some sort of parade or something, um, joining the houses together. The The banners, though, look tattered and, and old. But as you get closer in, you can see more and more of them, all different types again and again and again, all draping from the various houses and, and areas of uh, of Valaki, something that seems a little bit odd. Um as you walk in and pass through a number of, uh, of these houses, um, the first building of note that you would come to as you, as you step into the town itself fell. Um, I won't put it on stream unless we need it. Try, try and practice our um, descriptive term. Uh, as you pass through this, this long, narrow section of pathway that then leads to a, a larger cross-section, probably close to where the town square would be, uh, directly in front of you, uh, just a little bit to the south of where you are, uh, you can see this massive building. Um, rather impressive looking as well. Um, it's a shop that is painted with purples and greens. Um, it has a, a, a very large entrance with these two large double doors and a wooden sign shaped like a rocking horse hangs above it and swings in this very faint breeze with a large letter B engraved in gold filigree on both sides. Um, flanking the entrance, you can see these two massive lead-framed windows with stained glass, again with those uh, purple and green colours. Um, and as you, as you look at this large building, probably that's the first thing that grabs your eye as you, as you arrive in Valaki. To your right, uh, or to the west of where you are, is a large two-story wooden building with grey smoke rising from its uh, chimney. You can see that clearly this is some sort of inn, uh, and to the east of where you are, um, you can also see what looks to be some sort of guardhouse or watch house. Um, 
Um, is Mark, have you uh, you've been to Falaki before? Ah, uh, um, yes, but uh, it was some time ago. I'm not familiar with with uh, all of all of this that the, the banners know, and things like that. You do not know this store with the big B. Oh, the store! Oh no, I know the store. That's um, that's uh, Blinsky Toys. They make uh, toys for children. Uh, Arena, you had a big, impressive oh, building. Why, why so popular? It, it seems like toys should be perhaps not on everyone's mind. It wasn't always the case. Uh, when we were kids, we we had some toys from um, from Blinsky. Arena, you had a. Um, you had a small rabbit from Blinsky, didn't you? You had for some time. What was it? What was it called again? Arena kind of blushes a little bit at this and, and mumbles something that you just barely catch. Uh, Mr. Floppy. Yes, Mr. Floppy. That's right. Yeah. Um, whatever happened to that rabbit? Arena goes. Uh, don't don't worry about the rabbit. We, for now, we need to find some help for Tithla. She is she's very hurt. Can we please oh, focus yes. on? <clears throat> yes. Finding some sort yes. of healer or. Fair enough. I, I, um, I grab a, a local. Hello, Mr. Yeah, it's a, a woman walking past um, looks Scrapper. to be in her looks looks to be in her late thirties. Um, very sallow skin. Um, very dark dark ring circles under her eyes. And as you as you grab at her, she sort of looks at you in a bit of fear. Oh. And then, when realizing that you're not going to attack her, sort of calms down a little bit. I apologize, madam. I did not mean to frighten you. I just um, we are in dire need of a healer. Um, you could try uh, a St. Andrew's Church. The priest there has been known to be able to perform some healing. Um, otherwise, you'll need to go to the Vistani camp outside of the, the village. They, uh, they have a healer there. And where is this cathedral? Uh, you'll need to head down through the town. If you head down this road and uh, then take a left towards the far city gate... It has a large red roofed shackle, a shingled building. You can't miss it. You'll have to walk uh, up towards the graveyard. Thank you very much. Uh, one one last question. I uh, I don't mean to impose, but um, I notice all of these banners. Are you preparing for a festival or a parade or some such? She gives a very uncharacteristically deadpan laugh. This. <laughs> There's always some sort of festival going on in Valaki. The Burgomaster decrees that we will always have festivals. The Wolf's Head Jamboree was less than a week ago. The Wolf's Head Jamboree? I'm I'm sorry, we are are new to your city. I do not understand. How could you always have festivals? She gives this very long-suffering sigh. It is just the way things are in Valaki. Under our burgomaster, Baron Varkas Valakovich. Are they not nice festivals? Do you not enjoy them? <laughs> Where fun is mandated at the festivals of Malavalaki. Well, okay, this is very ominous, but I thank you for your time. I uh, really hope the next festival is much better than the last one. Um, Did you not hear Jono? She said the fun is mandated. It sounds like a, a jolly good revel. Um, when is the next festival? In three days, the festival of the blazing sun will be held in the town square. 
you head down the road towards the uh, the east there and then head towards the south you can't miss it is there uh, anything of particular note for the festival of the blazing sun I hear there's going to be lots of fire do, um, in this festival do they praise a goddess per chance it's no. like this they is are all different every week we have a different festival there's well, um, a in response to the worship of Lysander by chance who? <laughs> um, oh um, my apologies uh, Lysander the goddess Lys- is it Lysander? Or, yeah, Lysander, goddess of the oh, sun right. damn it um, yeah, Lysander, goddess of the sun you, you, you've not heard of her never heard of her oh okay yeah Right, no problem at all. As I seem dejected. She goes to walk off and then pauses for a second and looks back at the lot of you, kind of taking you all in one more time. We don't often have strangers visiting Velaki, but when we do, you can find shelter at the Blue Water Inn. Another stranger was there recently. Came riding in on a carnival wagon. I believe he's still there. I assume you're with him? No, is he one of the Vistani? Nope, not one of the Vistani. He's very clear about that, and he doesn't have their look. No, we are not, but we will definitely go to investigate this man. We we do not know him. With that, she gives you a nod, begins wandering off. Uh, To the cathedral? Yes, it sounds. Yep, let's do it. Yeah, we follow her directions. Alrighty. Um, oh, thanks, Evildoer. Thank you again for the uh, the lovely raid. Have a lovely, lovely evening. We'll catch you guys next time. You lovely evildoers. Seems weird saying that out loud. You lovely evildoers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you delicious evildoers. That's right, my minions. Go forth. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, it sounds like a um, it sounds like a group from. Did anyone ever play that game, Overlord? Sounds familiar. I think it was like where you were like you're the you're the evil bad guy oh. and you create minions and they like serve yeah, you and it's all about conquering that. the lands. It's very funny. Um, oh my god! As I say, Overlord, someone someone called Overcord in <laughs> chat's <laughs> going like, yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? I say, Father Overlord is like the only thing I can remember from that game. <laughs> I have to play it again. Oh, there's one more thing I remember. It was. Wasn't it written? I think the story was written by Rihanna Pratchett, daughter of Terry Pratchett, who's one of my favorite authors. Oh, that's fun. All right. Yeah, that's played again. Um, anyway, complete aside, uh, as you guys head down the main road, you pass pass uh, by a number of houses once again. Um, you can also see what is clearly the Blue Water Inn that you were recommended to walk past before as you, as you walk past a, a red-roofed building um, with a large sign out the front that uh, proudly proclaims it's the, uh, the Blue Water Inn. A very rough drawing of the lake as well but rather than the very dark grey waters that you've observed in the sign the waters are are crystal blue green bulrushes rising from the shore and the sun shines in the background illuminated off the the lake's surface very different to what you've seen but you pass by heading along the road it doesn't take you very long to get to the chapel and very, very clearly you can see that this is some sort of chapel or cathedral uh, a rather large building uh, for Valaki, 
you can see that it is, um, yeah, a very large, centuries-old stone church that is almost slouching under the weight of its roof. The the roof itself, which has these very dark red tiles, almost seems to be bulging down and outwards very slightly as if it's just very old and hasn't been super well cared for over the years. Um, the steeple is actually on a bit of a lean and you can see the bells are hanging slightly just out the front of the steeple as if, again, it's it's not been very well propped up. The walls are lined with cracked stained glass windows depicting figures all with their hands clenched in various stages of worship. Um, and a fence of wrought iron encloses <clears throat> the church and the gravestones that are contained within the graveyard just towards the west of the church. As you walk up, you can see that, uh, I'd probably say Luther notices this. Luther, there is indeed a symbol of a blazing sun over the door to the church as you walk up towards it. The symbol of Lysander, goddess of the sun. But the effigy, that the, the symbol is faded as if time has eroded it. And there's no other marks on this church that would indicate that any active proud worship of the mistress of the sun that the the morning queen herself lysander ever occurs here okay that's interesting mm. um, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll keep that in mind for now file that away under interesting yeah might, might bring it up with the priest but probably got bigger fish to fry at the moment with Tithla. yeah um you can see outside as you come up to the front door, walking around from behind the the church, walking around from behind the the church, carrying a shovel dressed in very simple clothes um, is a young human male. Um, He looks to be in his early 20s, um, dark black hair that sort of is just higher than shoulder length, um, tied back with a single ribbon at the back. And you can see that he is a little bit dirty. And as he walks around, he sort of pauses as he sees you. Who are you? What, what what are you doing here? Are you the Father Samuel? <laughs> Father Samuel? I don't know who you're looking for. Father Lucian Petrovich is our priest, but no, I'm not him. Did, did I get the name wrong? Did you say Father Samuel before? Or did I just I very know, <laughs> no, I don't know where you got that from. I hadn't said the name of the priest. I think you just, I think you reached deep within the crevice of your butt cheeks and pulled <laughs> no, that one for you. Is, are you the father of the church? Harrison, can we take a quick aside? Do you, do you need to tell us about an experience from your youth? Oh, no. <laughs> That's staying repressed, Owen. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Samuel's back gone in the right vault. Back in where, where, where he was. <laughs> Seal the vault. Seal the vault once more. Right um, you go, Father Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, look at Owen's face. Uh, <laughs> um... No, I'm, I'm Milivosh. Uh, uh, guess I'm the caretaker. All right. Uh, well, um, where can we find the father? Our friend is very injured. We need healing. Just got a quick question about that. Um, so you're the caretaker of this church. Um, do you, do you suffer from an impediment? Like... Yeah, lack of funds. I'm doing my best, uh, but we've got no materials. We've got, I've got no support. You're Father Lucian's for- just so blind about this. The, the church is in dire need of repair and he does nothing. I've tried my best to convince him, but all of our money is 
being wasted on the Burgomaster's bloody festivals. It is a waste of our time and resources. We need to be working on securing these walls and securing the church. Look, I personally think a revel can never be, you know, un undeserved wait or... You, wait till you have them once a week. You hear the Burgomaster's fucking all will be well endlessly, I swear. Um, yeah, Theodore, I don't think we're a bit like you. Uh, we've come from um, obviously doing this on the daily. It was completely fine, but that's pretty rare. For I'm all for having cases. fun, but being imprisoned for daring to question the purpose of these? Unbelievable. Wait, so people go to prison if they say something about the, 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 the yeah. fair? The Burgomaster's locked up about four or five people in the last two weeks alone. Well, just because they questioned the festival. Yeah, for speaking out against him, for publicly saying that well, there was no is... point to these or, or, or questioning what the purpose was. or It's just unbelievable. I, I can't understand it. It's like he's gone mad. Your tongue's pretty loose for someone who could get locked up at any minute for talking. You're clearly strangers here. I'm not worried about you tattling on me to the mayor, the burgomaster. And if you do, well, then fine. I took a risk. It didn't pay off. At least then I'll get some fucking sleep. I'll be honest, though, I, I agree with you. Um, this church is, uh, it, it needs to be kept. Uh, it is pretty shitty. It is, it, look, this is, this is, it's in a sorry state. Uh, hopefully I, I might be able to help you out with that. We'll find out. Priest Father Lucian's inside, but he's resting. Been holding late night congregations, offering people the protection of St. Andrew for all the good it's done. You might find him not so hopeful this early in the morning. Oh, wait, no, it's late evening. No, 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 sorry. He's inside preparing for his uh, nightly congregation. He's wait, so you said... Wait, so... So, uh, Owen, quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. Better game. So, they got Lysander iconography, but then they... He's praised. just mentioned someone called St. Andrew. Yeah. No, so you've like got no got idea who that is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm confused. Um, you got all the Lysander iconography, but... Who's Saint Andrew? Some, I don't know, some holy man or woman. I don't know much about it. You'll talk to Father Lucian, but the church is named after them, and they're the people. They're the one that people talk to, uh, turn to for protection. The, the bones are kept underneath the crypt. Right. Okay. Uh, thanks. You're, you're the groundskeeper, but you do not believe in the religion that the cathedral purports. Look, it's a job, mate. Nothing more, nothing less. Hey, uh, Owen, yeah. I hate to do this to you, but Grinner's going to look over at Tesla. What's she doing right now? Oh, God, we need to... Is she her. just, like, yeah. slumped Tithler, while we're having this unnecessary conversation? I didn't Tithler, think of as you look over, you can't see Tesla and Irina. Oh, okay, they probably went in. They've gone. Yeah, you can't... As you turn oh. around, you're like, oh, shit, where they gone? Let's blow them. What was this guy's name? Can you put Milovosh. that in the chat? Because I can't. Uh, no, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll put it's it in the chat. Milovosh. There you go. Chuck it in chat for you. Um, well, thanks. Um, it was great talking to you. We gleaned some interesting information. Um, but we have a friend to attend to, so... Um, I tip my hat to him and I head into the church to check on 
sort of what's going on with Tifla. Yeah, as you step inside the church, the inside looks far more well cared for than the outside, uh, at least on the first floor. You can see that the pews that are arranged are heading towards the back of the church where the altar is uh, is proudly displayed, made of this very light white stone. The, the wooden pews are very well made. Dark grey black wood stained with this uh, shiny, almost um, glossy finish, giving a, a reflection from the light coming in from the stained glass walls, uh, stained glass windows on either side. Watching as my dog does a zoomy right behind me. <laughs> it's just very distracting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. So you can just see the tail every now and then. It's yeah, funny. yeah, they're, they're playing. The two of them are playing. Um, although Lucy, because she's 15 now, her idea of playing is to lie still and occasionally like just uh, slam down yeah. with her paw to knock the smaller pup aside and like send her tumbling. <laughs> That's like her idea of playing. No, it's super cute. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, it's, it's okay, Alice. I love it. <laughs> um. As you, as you head on in and walk through the pews, you can see Irina and uh, Tithla uh, not at the altar, but slightly off towards the left-hand side of the church, a small alcove that appears to have been set up, um, almost as like a waiting room to see the priest bending over, talking to the two of them uh, as Tithla is now sitting down, Irina sort of crouching next to her, keeping an eye on her. You can see uh, an older human man, um, completely bald with only the very faint dusting of uh, of stubble around the edges of his uh, of his head excuse me that um then stretched down across his chin and face giving the impression of this um this beard that's grown a bit too high up over his ears this very sort of bizarre look uh, of stubble um dressed in very typical monk's habits these long flowing robes marked with the symbol of the sun once again but this time something a little bit different about them that you would notice, Luther, probably not probably not anyone else in particular, but Luther would notice the symbol of the sun has the addition uh, of what looks to be an open hand over the front of the sun, um, which is not something you've ever really seen on iconography of Lysander before. Well, I probably even have like an amulet of something of Lysander. Yeah, you have it. I'll, I'll, I'll have a quick look at sun. my... Before we... As I notice it... I won't. I won't try and do it like too, like, out in the open. But I'll have a quick glance at mine, compare it, and oh, yeah. then um... it's different, very different. You, you tell that instantly. Yeah. Um, as you as you walk up and, and get closer, you can hear Irina talking to the priest and, and Father Lucian nodding along, um, looking over the wounds as uh, as Titha sort of sits there looking quite hurt. Um, <laughs> oh yes, I think I can. I think I can perform some. Some, uh, some rituals to help heal her pain, but these wounds are grievous. I'm not sure I have the power to fully restore the damaged areas. Uh, this looks like it might be beyond my healing. You might need to go and seek aid elsewhere, perhaps. Perhaps Kresk? Kresk? As Titha sort of like nods and Irina sort of sighs, I guess. But Krizik, it's, it's, it's so far away. And she say, is she able to travel in this state? Oh, not right now, but I'll see what I can do for her. I can make her more comfortable and help ease some of her pain. You'll need to leave her here overnight. I'm going to be quite busy for the next few hours. I've got a small area we can help her. Help her have a bit of a rest. Um, uh, yes, girl? Yes, sir. As the priest starts calling out, you see a young boy dressed in similar robes to the priest. You presume the altar boy. Um, this, yeah, like nine, ten-year-old human male 
um, very young, very young lad, very large brown eyes, earnest, very like excited expression as the priest calls him over to give him a job. Um, bowl cut hair like a monk, uh, oh. which is quite atrocious. Um, as the as the young boy runs over and goes, like, yeah, yes, yes, Father Lucian. Oh uh, yes, could you take our, our young friend here uh, over towards the uh, over towards the guest chambers, and we will uh, make her comfortable. Fetch her some of the um, some of the willow bark, please. We'll need to make her a willow bark tea. Two strips of the bark, yes, two strips. Uh, yes, yes, of course, yes, of course, Father. Uh, uh, hello there. As he looks towards um, Tithla, Tithla gives a bit of a. Hi. You're so injured. Are you okay? <laughs> Usually she would absolutely love you, uh, but pretty, right now... Um, pretty hurt. <laughs> but now she is not the best of company. Arena helps her to her feet and uh, gives you guys a bit of like a, a thumbs up as she wanders off, helping guide um, Tithla away, uh, following Yeska towards uh, an antechamber somewhere off towards the, the western side. Father Lucian stands up. You can hear his like, back crack a little bit as he stands stretches and goes well welcome how can i assist you are you going to be joining us for our uh, our worship tonight no we were just here for the healing oh all of you oh no she is our friend oh you're here with the goblin girl well you're welcome to go with her though i imagine the room will be quite um well quite quite uh tightly packed if you were to to follow along um Gives a bit of a look at you and goes, If you don't mind me asking, you look like outlanders. Is that correct? No, my my father just had intimate relations with a goat. I'm, I'm from Barovia. Happens all the time, sir. Could you make me a deception check, please? <laughs> 100%. My father had relations with a goat. 17! Oh! Oh, I did not know such an unnatural union could produce a viable offspring. That's oh. fucking considered unnatural in Barovia is quite quite normal. They ran out of women when the the evil parade came, so they evil parade. They were replaced um, with gods. Uh, you hear a cough from behind you as Ismark <laughs> looks at you. With a bit of a glare, as you say, the Barovians <laughs> ran out of women, so turned to goats. Looks at you goes like, "Don't mind their jokes, Father. I- I'm from Barovia. These lot are indeed outlanders. Uh, can we be of assistance somehow?" Sort of looks around a little bit furtive. Come, come with me. He leads you up towards the altar. Take a look at the ground there. Tell me what you see. At the, the ground at the altar. Yeah, around the altar. What do we see, Owen? Uh, uh, anyone, like... anyone who'd like to make a perception investigation, survival check, arcana check, please choose which one you want to make and roll it, and I'll tell you what you see. Perception. Can I? What are we For journal. Oh, I need to stop this <laughs> perception. It's not so weird. But can I get the monocle out and do an investigation check of advantage? Yeah, of course you can. You've got enough warning to get your monocle out. Yeah, 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 Down to the ground. Ah, yes, I do see. It it does appear to be that, uh, indeed, you have purchased all of the red red properties and uh, you do indeed have a monopoly. (laughs) Um, Natural 20 for 24, Luther. Fucking hell. 
um <laughs> let's do it in order then jonor arcana um jonor the very faint feeling as you look over this as an as an asimar someone who studies the celestials and fiends and undead you know that most churches that have been blessed with magical protection and made hallowed ground you know there's sometimes signs that for those of you who are, who are skilled there's a feel that you can often pick up on especially asimar who are very attuned to celestials you in the past when you've walked into churches such as this you've been able to sense a feeling of connection to the gods or connection to the celestials there is none of that in here this doesn't feel like hallowed ground or, or any particularly special ground at all just there's no sense of connection to any god or anything in here um theodore perception of nine it's a stone altar there's some uh, some cloth on it there's some <laughs> cloth on it some candles and uh, there's even a book as well probably a prayer book uh, Luther investigation of 24 natural 20 uh, as you look around the edge of the altar you can see that there has been a number of scrapes and scratches around a stone at the base of the altar and as you have a bit of a closer look you realize this stone looks like it can be removed and sure enough as you bend down and slightly lift the altar uh, the stone next to the altar and look down you can see there is clearly a crypt down below but rather than being dusty on the ladder that leads down into the darkness rather than seeing a thick layer of dust you can see very clear footprints leading down into the darkness and handprints on the sides of the ladder when, when clearly looking around at the rest of the ladder and the rest of the area this should be full of dust father lucian gives a bit of a gasp as you suddenly peer up and pull open the, the stone he goes oh well you found that rather quickly it's one of the best kept secrets this you took it to us for, to see like I will say this too. I will one of the best kept secrets come have a look at this like <laughs> i will say this too in in my defense like um, literally, the, up, the caretaker told us that there was like bones underneath the, the, um, the church. So I was already probably looking he, out for he some immediately... kind of entry down there. I won't say that to him now. Oh, okay, okay. This is I'm doing um, this out again to explain my like my, my net twenty. Uh, well, until fairly recently, there were bones of Saint Andrew, a very noble, noble woman who who died defending this this church and her people from a great evil and with her bones here blessed as they were by the morning lord herself lysander we have had her as our patron saint this is the church of saint andrew so so sorry really sorry i i myself am a, a follower of lysander and i show my amulet I can, I can see that yours is a little bit different uh, than mine. Is, is that to resemble St. Andrew as well within yes. that family? Yes, that is right. We are protected by her hand, guided by her gentle touch. Well, how, how can we help you? Um, you said the bones have... You said taken? They've been, they've been taken. They were kept beneath the chapel, provided protection to our church, but they have been stolen. This makes a lot of sense. When I had a look at that sigil on the ground there, I, when I looked at it, you, you know when you walk, you, you're expecting to have some food and you're quite hungry, but you get to the food and it's just not satisfying at all? 
it's kind of like when you go to the church now, I was expecting to feel something when I saw that icon and it just didn't, it, there was nothing to it. There's something which should be there that's not. And you've just said the bones are missing. This makes perfect sense. As the bones have been stolen, I, I was the only one who should have known about these, but I fear I may have let slip to Yeska about a month ago that the bones kept this chapel safe that we had a special protection kept below the below the church he was a scared scared boy he was terrified after one of the more recent um, a few weeks ago after uh, about a month ago after one of the more uh, recent festivals uh, there was a swarm of bats that flew over the town and began attacking people and he, he, was, he was terrified I wanted to assure him that he was safe in here I fear he might have told someone, but he won't tell me who he told. And this boy, uh, can you point it, point him out to us? I am hoping that you might be able to help locate these, these stolen bones and, and return them. I fear that I cannot offer protection to the people who come in here any longer. Who do you have any leads on who would have stolen the boat? I have a number of leads, but the person who I think Yeska would have been most likely to tell is Miliovosh. The groundskeeper? Yes, but I I don't know why he might steal them. I he's always been such a well, quite a dour lad, but a good lad. He's been a very hard worker and but he can be quite temperamental. I haven't had a chance to confront him yet. I don't have any proof that it was him. What makes uh, you suspect him? I can't imagine who else Yeska would have told. Uh, Yeska and Miliavoj are, are quite close. Miliavoj is, is his two his two younger siblings, his brother and sister. And I think he sees Yeska as a bit of a, a third brother, a third sibling. I just can't imagine who else Yesko would have told. But I, to suspect Miliavosh, I'd have to change my whole worldview of how I've, I've seen this young lad. I haven't reported the, the theft to the guards, because I'm scared of what that's going to do to, to morale and what the Burgomaster might say or do. Probably holiday festival? Up. The loss of burn festival, I imagine? I will be accused of causing distress and of going against the the revels. I will be locked up, and I, I have so much important work I need to do to help these people. Please. Stop stopping a revel is criminal? This, yes, I am afraid that the Burgomaster is somewhat, um, somewhat zealous and enthusiastic in his chasing of, uh, protection against Strahd and his minions. He he genuinely believes that if we're all happy, then there's no danger that can befall us here. That does not make any sense. I would not tell him that if you enjoy your freedom. Uh, where is this Burgerman? The Burgermaster, like a mayor. Uh, if you head back towards the centre of town and then head towards the south... Uh, He's got a manor house just over the town square. 
like here? Indeed, yes. Does that point to a map we don't actually have? There's no map. You just go, oh, right there. Point, out, point outside the window. Yes, right outside that window. Yes. You go out that door, you're already uh, 10% of the way there. All right. Well, uh, look, we can, if you take care of our friend and make her fit to travel to Kresk, we can um, perhaps help you find some bonds. Yes, that's I, what I was hoping. I, I will help your friend regardless of your success. Uh, it is my, my honor and my duty as, as a priest. Um, but if you were able to find anything, you would do this town a great service. Of course, um, it is the least we can do. Um, is You said you had multiple leads, though. Is there anyone else besides Miliavosh that... Well, I, I do have a, I have another lead, but I, I would be very careful about how you investigate this one. Do tell anything you can tell us will be helpful. There is a governess, Fiona Wachta, um, influential noble line, Barovia. She owns a manor to the north. You probably would have passed it. She has very clearly stated her criticisms of the bear, of the of the burgomaster of the mayor, and has made well, no secret of her plans to be the next burgomaster. Can you copy and paste that name please, Owen, sorry? Uh yes. Fiona Wachta. Yeah, the the, the last name is when, when you say gov governess, did you do you mean like governess like a nanny slash tutor? No, or do you mean governess no. isn't like a Governess female governor. Yes, female governor. Yes, her family. I, the, the title governess is something she's given herself. I would not had a, a king or a ruler to bestow such titles for a very long time. Okay, so you suspect she may have taken the bonds and also has some political aspirations? Well, I, I can't prove that she's took the bones, and the only reason that I would have her on my list is because she's made no secret, no secret at all, of her family's a very long-standing loyalty to the von Zarevichs, to Strad. She proclaims loyalty to Strad, and still has like people are kind of chill with that. I have to understand. There's, there's no opposition. There's no opposing, opposing the Baron. <laughs> he's, he's like a. He is very powerful, and he rules this land. The best we can do is hope to avoid his attention. And that is why I fear that the current, that the burgomaster's work is putting us all in danger. Okay, but she, okay, so the burgomaster holds festivals to ward off Strad. This lady likes Strad, wants to bring bring him in. I, and... I, I've got no, I can't comment on her position with Strad, just that her family have been, she, she's, she makes no secret of her family's long-standing relationships with the von Zarevichs. And... All I can tell you is that she has had her eye on the position of burgomaster for some time. You, How uh, has she not been arrested? I thought people who were speaking she, against the rebels are... Oh, the, the burgomaster would not make any moves against her for fear of the consequences, no. I think her boasting about her family's relationship with, with the von Zarevichs affords her a level of protection against Baron Vargas Valakovich. You say... Von, Vada, von Vada, Zarevich is like there are plural, but not is there not just one 
Mr. Strad? Uh, there, well, there is only one Strad von Zarevich, but uh, he wasn't alone. Our, our tales tell of his brother and uh, I think even, even other members of his family that <coughs> were once here in, in Barovia. Uh, oh. His brother, surely I remember some story about his brother. How old is this lady to be knowing multiple Zarevichs now? Oh no, she wouldn't have known them, her family. It, it, it would be her great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother or something like that. That is a tenuous connection at best. I, I doubt she's ever met Strat. I think she's using his name to keep Baron Vargas Velakovich away from her to stop him making any moves. Vargas wouldn't dare, dare risk the wrath of Strat, so I think it's a very deliberate move on her part to... What? So, okay, that's two suspects. Is, is that it? Well, to be honest, any of the any of those in town uh, that seek protection for their own homes and had found out about these from from poor Ultra Boy from, from Yeska, they they might have had motive to take them. I mean, the the, the bones are holy. You must understand. And I, I, anyone who knew about them is a potential suspect. But Whenever there's you... thievery, you cannot rule out the Vistani. That's fair. That's fair and racist, but fair. Um, <laughs> how would you? How would you know that the church was protected? Can you see that the the you know the place has a little bit of a glow to it? What what what's the tells? Whenever creatures or undead or the mist, the fog enters town, the church is never touched ever. That. So it sort of repels all things that are unholy or undead or I believe of so. that sort. I believe it does, and I and I believe that our belief in St. Andrew and her good work helps to sustain this effect. That without the bones it cannot survive on belief alone. Uh, why do you suspect that your altar boy um, Yeskia has told about Oh, I know he has. I asked him. He nodded. But he wouldn't tell me who. He was too scared. And I... You must understand, this boy is an orphan. He's lost his family under horrific circumstances. I, I've i worked very hard to help build his confidence once again. He's very sensitive. I dare not push him too hard. Is he Is he likely to crack if we were to politely talk to him? And I mean that in a literal, non-aggressive... Be be very gentle with him if you do talk with him, and, and I would like to be there in the room, just to step in if it looks like it's getting a bit much for him. I could, um, break so, it away. You could what? I, I, give, <laughs> I give him a whack. Just... What? <laughs> Sorry, I, the I mean, power so, so of the morning, visible. Lord, compels you! And you watch as Theodore bursts into holy flame. Uh, no, none of that happens. <laughs> Um, well, I... <laughs> it was just like, take me. Well, I have a way to get off this plane. <laughs> <laughs> I choose death. And then it's a real shock when you discover that your soul is forever trapped in the mists of Barovia. <gasps> well, I have Sorry, a, a, a way of understanding or detecting what is in people's thoughts. thoughts. So... You know, there's an unintrusive way he doesn't have to say anything. We can just ask him the question and I might be able to figure out what he's thinking. So if he doesn't, if he feels like he can't say it, then, you know, there's other ways I can probably hear what he's, what he's thinking. 
Oh. Obviously, I don't want to do that without, you know, the consent of yourself and him, but... And there's no this ill effects? It won't, this won't hurt him at all? No, um, maybe just, uh, he'll, he'll might be aware that someone is, uh, having a read of his thoughts, but that's about it, so with a little, little bit of consent, might be okay. I'm happy to give this a try, but if it looks like it's getting too much, I'm going to step in and put a stop to it. Understood? Yeah, that's, uh, that is okay by me. Okay. Yes, I, might, I might need a bit of a rest before I can do that, though. Oh. oh. No, <laughs> Unless, don't um... worry. Don't worry, Yeska. <laughs> As you hear these like, little feet like pattering back in. Oh, okay. <laughs> it turns around and runs back away. Right, well, uh, yes. Well, I, I need to get ready uh, for the this evening's congregation. They'll be arriving soon and to uh, spend some time practicing my speech for tonight. Um, uh, do you have somewhere to stay in town? I can recommend the Blue Water Inn if you don't. We we have heard of this Blue Water Inn. We'll we'll be going there as soon as we um, have concluded here, I believe. Wonderful. I will ask him one question. Yeah, um, I'm really sorry to sort of. I know we're sort of ending our conversation, but why why does a, a priest hold you know masses in the night in the name of the Morning Lord? Uh, it's not a usual service. I've been forced into it. Normally, we would do dawn services to greet the morning light, but over the last few months, with the frequency of the attacks, we've had some problems with werewolves. Uh, the people are frightened, frightened to stay in their own homes, so a number of them seek protection of St. Andrew and want to stay here during the night. I was a bit reticent to just let people be in here unsupervised during the night, and so I've started doing morning congregations and evening congregations. Uh, it is taxing, and I am not sure how much longer I can keep this up, but it's the best I can do for these people. And I'm not sure how else I can help them. My words bring them comfort. And a good night's sleep, which is a rare thing to be had in Valaki. So these, um... This, these werewolves we uh, I look around and realize we don't have much coin or treasure um what's the what, what is the uh, situation on those werewolves oh well, I don't know very much just that they've tested the town's defenses a few times one of the guards was torn to pieces trying to defend us uh, they've taken a few villagers too who have had the misfortune of being too close to the outer perimeter after dark. He leans in at this. In fact, that's what happened to, um, to Yeska's parents. Uh, looks like the wolves were trying to take him. They broke through the palisade wall when he was a bit younger, maybe six or seven, a few years ago. Breached the outer wall, ran into the homes and tried to take children. When his parents fought them off and, and, and managed to free him, uh, they were brutally torn apart by these wolves. Yeska managed to escape and hide. They offered to take care of the lad. Right. Well, it sounds like so, a bit of potential work here. You do seem significantly better than the priest in Barovia. Ah, uh, thank you. I, I don't know much about the priest in Barovia. Ismark snorts and Rebecca goes, Prick. Oh, um... Right, well, um, that's no good, is it? <laughs> it's not kind of like, gives a bit of a look. Goes, it's all right. He's with the guard now. He's probably been executed by now. 
<laughs> oh my. He would not marry his mark and his god girlfriend. He, he looks at you, Theodore, and then looks at Ismark, then looks at Theodore. And then sort of like, well, I best get ready for the uh, sermon tonight. Um, <clears throat> do, you, do you mind if I do a quick little uh, investigation just in the in the crypt area? I want to see if there's any clues that were left behind by the perpetrator. Oh, uh, not cool. at all. Um, just be careful down there. Try not to disturb any of the other... Uh, Relics and bones. I shall, um, I shall treat it with reverence, sir, uh, Father. But just out of curiosity, if we found the bones, you'd know by sight that these were the bones of Saint Andrew. Not by sight, no. But I, I could perform a ritual, and I would know quickly whether or not they were genuine. Okay, this is good to know. Yes, um, I, there's a spell I can perform, a ceremony. Um, it's much more powerful when the bones are nearby. I can see the effects quite um, quite clearly. <laughs> I love Theodore's suspects. Miliavush, Fiona, Vistani, entire town. <laughs> oh my god. This is reminding me a little bit of the um, the Avatar Legends where we have detectives extraordinaire Rung and Arl, the earthbender and airbender, who solve crimes by just stumbling upon things and having no clue. Getting real flashbacks to the... Um, <laughs> The detectives, the detectives extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll uh, all jump down into these crypts and be very careful of all the uh, things down there. Yeah, look, you, you lot go ahead. I think uh, you're going to spend a little time here. I might just meet you all back at the blue. What's it? I could use a fucking drink. Here, here. Um, we'll, we'll be right there, Grinner. Um, we'll, we'll have a drink. Is Mark sort of gives a nod and goes, I, I'm not particularly keen on rifling through dead people. Uh, Grinner, if you want some company, I'll, I'll head back to the inn with you. Uh, look, come along. I don't want the company, but you can sit nearby if you want to. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, thanks. Uh, great. Well, I'll just check in with Irina then, and uh, maybe I'll meet you there, Grinner. Yeah, alright. Grinner okay. just wanders off. Bye-bye, Grinner. Yeah, we need to hold an intervention for him. Yeah, he's not grinning so much anymore. <laughs> I get the sense that nickname was always ironic. No, he, he did seem pretty happy, um, and sometimes the occasional host. Yeah, helped some children, ate some children. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check on my sister. I'll uh, and, Ch- and Tithla. I'll let you know how she's doing. All right, yeah, if you could take care of them for tonight, that would be fantastic. We'll do some investigation. Meet back at the inn at um. At not hey, why? Time? Yeah, actually, why don't I stay? Why don't I stay in the church overnight? I can guard Tithla. I'm happy to do it. Yes, thank you. That would be fantastic. Done. It's the least I could do to repay you. Arena and I will keep watch and care of Tithla. We'll catch up with you in the morning. Hopefully the priest will have done some, I don't know, clerical shit and she'll be feeling better. <laughs> yes, I don't know magic. Right. I, I don't know magic. Is that how it works? Yeah, it is clerical shit, yes. Yes. Great. Well, I'll see you guys later. Have a nice drink. See if I can break into the communion wine when uh, the priest isn't looking. My man. Ravel it up. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. As you guys descend down the ladder into the crypt below, the crypt is much, much smaller than the church and much older as well. As you explore around and look through, 
Um, the darkness is quite oppressive down here. No light uh, makes its way down into this dusty crypt, apart from the thin beam coming from the lifted stone up above. You can see a display case, empty now, but almost like a glass coffin laid out with velvet uh, on top. Underneath, directly underneath, where the um, altar would be above you. Around the walls, you can see other smaller containers, probably of human remains. Would you like to make an investigation, survival, or perception check? Your choice. And I'll tell you what you see. All of us? I'll go with survival, given perception yeah. has just not been helping me lately. <laughs> yeah, you can each, you can each roll oh, a different check and yeah. yep. natural I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna... Oh god! I'm going to bring out my monocle again to get advantage as I'm looking at Theodore. There's no tracks. There's nothing. You are just as you look through this place. You're looking for like indentations in the mud. You're looking for broken twigs and leaves. You're looking for all the signs that you've learned to track animals through the wilderness. And it's like oh, yeah. stone and dust. And you're just like, what? Well, you like kick the dust to try and look. You like brush the dust aside to see if you can find any any like footprints. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit! It's stone. I've just wiped away a footprint. And then as you stand up, your tail like swings around and wipes away more footprints. And as you look down, you go, oh, fuck. I'll probably, at this point, as he's like ruining my crime scene, I'll be like, um, Theodore, um, could you uh, actually go upstairs quickly? And um, I, I think um, I think Arena, you know, and, and see how Tifla's going. Um, oh, I will go talk to Emilia Vosh. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Just keep it really... Uh, be, be please be a bit more um what's the word um tactful yes maybe don't be so direct can do dance dance around the uh the subject and glean as much as you can i know you love to dance and revel because obviously like because theodore is just rooting my crime scene yeah, Theodore climbs back up the ladder as you look you're like ah oh, there were probably fingerprints on that ladder <laughs> as, Luke, as Theodore just goes like Ooh, just like rubs well, all up and down the ladder as he climbs down, probably we were, we were all yeah. coming down actually yeah 22 Luther as you have a bit of a look around yeah you can still see the footprints oh cantrip light for Luther yes good call Jonah good call um, not that he needs it but good call anyway um, oh, no, that, that now means I can actually see within color because really dark clearly. vision is only dark yeah. vision is only grays and stuff. As you look around, Luther, yeah, you can see where the clasp has been undone to open up this glass coffin. No lock that you can see. First thing to your mind, you're like, "Well, fucking asking for it to be stolen, aren't you?" Um, and not to mention they have it like on display. <laughs> but under, to be fair, underneath and hidden I know, underneath a secret fair. stone. Um, as you have a bit of a look around, yeah, you can see boot prints. Definitely, definitely new in the dust, not from you guys, around the edge and towards the ladder. They look to be, yeah, maybe like a size 11 or 12 in uh, in Australian sizing. So quite quite a large booted foot. I know, I'm, I'm like trying to think of like, how would I describe how big a foot is? I'm like, well, it's a, well, it's a foot. Of, the being size 11 or 12 and being boots, probably more, probably looking at more of like a, um, I mean, like with yeah. D&D, there's so many different races, but more of a yeah. male, like a man. If you're looking at a human, which most of Barovians are, most most of the residents of Barovia are human. Um, yeah, only only really Outlanders are different races. Barovia is quite a racist country. Um, there's not many other races here. 
but as you as you look yeah probably a human male judging by the boot um not not very heavy set but the indentations in the dust and the little flecks of mud around the outside of the boot prints tell you someone who probably is quite strong especially to lift up the stone above would take a bit of strength and as you have a bit of a look you notice a very weird almost triangular shape uh, indentation of of mud or, or collection of mud on the edge of the stone as if something muddy in the shape of a triangle was laid down there it's a very vague triangle with a curved surface and it's muddier at the tip than it is at the base as if someone's put down something that was a bit muddy or laid it against the uh, the edge of the glass coffin at the stone at the edge of the glass coffin okay triangular shape laid down on surface leaving a muddy outline mm. uh jonor with a religion check of 13 as you have a bit of a look around yeah these are classic reliquaries um a lot of churches use this for holy men and holy women uh, as well as items of extreme value to their faith they'll often keep them in a, in a place below the chapel or around the chapel and it provides um legitimacy shall we say to some of the churches having a relic means that you are an important place people will come to see that relic sometimes people will pay a tithe which is quite nice having a bit of extra money if you're the priest so a lot of churches will have a relic area of some sort with a number of relics that they've collected through the years and centuries um looking around none of these seem particularly interesting um there's no sense you get of any other magically infused or special um items of, of significance of religious significance and as you complete your sort of circuit around the edge of the um edge of the the crypt and have a look back at the the dais you don't get the sense there's anything else in here of any real value magical um, or from a religious perspective it'd be quite obvious that the glass uh the main centerpiece here is in fact the saint andrew right oh yeah as you look you can even see slight indentations where the bones would have been laid out sure hey in the shape um, of a full skeleton luther i think we should oh, it's maybe there's got different bones and different containers around here Did, have you had a look at some of the other ones as well <clears throat> um yeah, you I haven't really have a bit uh, of a dig yet, but um, by all means, um, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely have a look at them. Could it be? Um, there might. Could there be something in there as well? You have a little bit of a dig in there. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll, you know, at um, at Jonor sort of, um, you know, sort of ask me about these things. I'll start having a bit of a look at them. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'll use some of my tools that I have not to touch them with my own fingers and to disturb them as little as I can, but I'll have a quick look in. It, you might need to move them to be able to get a, a good look to see if there is anything there. Yeah, um, I'll try my best. Uh, I don't want to disturb too much. But I, uh, I guess I'll scan it. I'll scan it for, like, fingerprints first. I'm happy to take your investigation check from before. As you have a bit of a look over the outside of these very small coffins and sarcophagi, no signs of any fingerprints on these, no signs of any disturbance. Um, if you want to see more, you get the sense you're going to have to probably open them up and have a look. That's fine. Because like, I'm not actually, because obviously we don't have like, you know, our level of DNA. So like, I'll not seeing any fingerprints on it. I'll just sort of, you know, it's, this is medieval stuff. So Adam, I'll, be to, I'll be able to sort of grasp it now without much problems. I had a bit of a, uh, all the other 
sort of containers there were a bit dull, but this one you've got in your hand, I think, could have something interesting in it. Can you have a bit of a bit of a look? Um, okay, when you say interesting, though, will something happen if I open this journal? Uh, I don't think anything. Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. Okay. Okay. I, I trust you, and also I, I open a bit tenderly. As you pry open the edge of the sarcophagus, there's a rush of air as the air is pulled into this thing and a bit of a waft of stale air and dust emerges. And as you look in, you can see what look to be bones. Um, not laid out like the bones of St. Andrew were. These are cluttered and, and, and messy. And, and inside you can see a glint of something golden reflecting off the light from Jonal's cantrip. I, I was pretty sure I'd, I had a feeling there could have been something in there. What's what, what's that? Yeah, we have a closer look at the the golden thing, Owen. Um, I probably I probably would use some like tweezers or something to grab it, depending on how big it is. I'll have a look at it, but I'm definitely not trying to take it. Yeah, as you as you have a look in, Luther, look peering in very very carefully, trying not to be too disruptive. Could you actually make me a sleight of hand check? Well, I rolled a five, but it's plus seven. Twelve. You're trying to be extremely careful, and for the first little bit, you succeed. But then as you just get in, I'll, I'll say that as part of your investigator's kit, you'd have some tweezers. And as you reach in, and just as you're picking up this gold thing to have a closer look, it just slips out. You've only just picked up, just slips out and knocks one of the bones, and you watch as the bone just splits in half this very old ancient bone with not a lot of strength left to it splits and then you quickly grab the gold thing again before lifting it up and looking and you can see it looks to be some sort of holy symbol of lysander um brilliantly decorated uh very very gorgeous looking um quite a bit nicer than yours looks very very ornately made but judging by the look of it extremely old Oh man, that's that is that's something I've ever seen. Is that a is that a cross or a symbol? Do you recognize it? I, I, I you said I have one, right, Owen? Yeah, yeah, you've got one. It's quite similar to yours. I, I flash you my one. It's a lot more um, less uh, ornate. Um, yeah, I, I have seen this before. Um, look, I'll be honest, Jonora. I, I think I might. I'm definitely going to leave it. I'm not up for grave robbing. Yeah, I mean, that's it's understandable, but yeah, look, look, that's fair. It was obviously interred with this uh, with this corpse, so... This, this is a house of love. Enough. We're going to... Will of Lysander. So what I, is best for Lysander? I, I reverently put it... I, I, would, I would... That's the take I, would, I think I would come to, Owen. I think grave robbing this... It obviously was interred with this corpse, so... Uh, that yes. just sounds like bad juju. Definitely, definitely was deliberately buried with the with the corpse. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. no, fair we're enough. Not no, 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 absolutely fair <laughs> enough. It's not within my character. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely no, absolutely. That that makes. What perfect I will sense. do is that, um, I'm not going to like role play this, but uh, I put the I put the um, thing back, um, noticing that I damaged the um, some of the corpse's bones. I will start. I'll probably go into prayer for like a minute and just try and sort of make a, like atonement or amends for. You know, destroying that person, some of that person's uh, remains. 
you don't feel any response or any connection to Lysander deep down in this crypt. You're not sure what that might mean. Do I normally when I pray? Sometimes. Okay. I think I won't think much of it right now, but from what I've gathered, though, from the crypt, we have clues-wise the, the footprint. Um, and what what um what else did you glean, Tom? Um, <clears throat> it was mostly that and having a, a feeling about something there. Just yeah, I think that's about it. All right, Owen, is there anything else for us to sort of lean down here? Nothing else really down in the crypt that we've not discussed. Um, let's jump to Theodore. Perfect. Theodore, you want to talk to Emilievush, right? Yes. So, yeah, clip clop my way up the ladder and, and out of the, the chapel. Uh, out, I assume he's still milling about the grounds. Yeah, you can actually see him currently weeding. Um, his shovel propped up against the fence as he is pulling up large sections of thistle from around a rather old, decrepit-looking gravesite. Yep. As you approach, he looks up and goes, Did you get help for your friend? I Yes, thank you very much. The, the priest is able to help, not obviously completely, but um, he lacks the power to properly heal her, but he can make her comfortable for the time being before we journey on. What, what do you mean, lacks the proper power? What, what does that mean? Well, he's not a... He's skilled enough here he doesn't have no. the the divine power to, to do this right okay fair enough um yep. can I help you with anything are you um, here to help me weed yes I can help you weed oh great well, look there's these patches along here mind the thorns uh, pull down at the base get the roots too chuck them in a pile just over towards your left yes uh, I'm you know, start, start weeding with him I'm, I, you don't need to roll for that <laughs> <laughs> roll survival. What, what, yeah, do you want to see rolling that one? Yeah, survival? roll survival check. Yeah, go roll survival. And get slash on the thorns. Let's go. Natural twenty. Calling it now. Uh, still crap, but twelve. Uh, uh, no, you do. You do an above average job. Just reach down, pull them out. Occasionally, you miss a few of the nodes, but you just quickly like put a bit of dirt on it so that he can't see that you've missed the roots. <laughs> Keep it no. hidden. Um, as a few of the stems break really close, you're just like, "Fuck!" Oh, well, I'm not digging it up. Brush a bit of dirt oh, over it so you yeah. can't see. It. It's so annoying when you, like, get to do the basement. Yeah, I've got... Oh, that's such a bitch. It's so annoying. Yeah. I've almost got it. And then it just tears the entire thing off and you look down at the roots. You just go, well, GG. Well played, sir. So much more annoying. Um, you, you, I see you fight for your life with gumption, weed. I respect that. And I back away. CR4, weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you help him weed and, and together the two of you quickly start to make a bit of a bit of progress around this rather decrepit graveyard um Milavoj, um you mentioned something about bones being under this cathedral um what did you mean by this well it's a crypt isn't there don't they keep lots of bones under under churches like this i guess so but i mean then why, why points this out it just struck me as odd pardon me for saying you guys were asking about the priest. I told you why he was upset and worried. He's been mustering about bones for the last few last few days. A couple of nights ago, someone broke into the church, I think, and he's been worried about the bones ever since. Whatever that means. Someone broke in and stole the bones. Yeah, the padlock on the front door of the church was broken off after after he'd finished his sermon. I say oh last, I say night. It was early morning. 
well before dawn. Most people were asleep. Whoever it was just smashed the lock off. Do you know anything about this? This is terrible. No, I didn't see anything missing. I just assumed it was some frantic, desperate townsfolk from, I don't know, some other part of a lackey panicking because some bat flew over their house. They knocked off the padlock and tried to hide in the church in the night. Like, as I said, I did an inventory of everything inside the church. There was nothing missing. Oh, so otherwise the priest is concerned. He did seem a bit um, scatterbrained, I guess you'd, you'd, you'd say. Uh, frazzled. Yeah, look, sometimes he is, but for the most part, he's a good guy. Yeah, no, he's, he, he seemed willing to help our friend, which is a good mark in his favor. Um, yeah, more than I can say for the other assholes here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, is I, I know I have a lot of questions here, but um, there's a young boy in there. Uh, Yaskia, yes, you, you, you know him? Yeah, yeah, yes, because I'll look out for him. Lost You're his cool. parents. Keep an eye on him. So he doesn't You're get trouble. Yeah, he's a good enough lad. It gets along really well with my uh, my younger brother and younger sister. So sometimes, when he's not working for Father Lucian, he comes and hangs out hangs out with us, with my with my siblings. He's a good kid. Yeah, he does seem like a very nice lad. Um, I think our friend Titla would have been good friends with him if she was not so horrendously burnt. Yeah, I mean to put it lightly, yes. Um, but. The boy, he seemed to have um, something he wanted to share, but was uh, afraid he'd get in trouble. I was, I was wondering if you knew anything about it so we could try to help him. Oh, I, hasn't hasn't told me if there's anything upsetting him. I know I know. occasionally he gets frightened at night, and given what happened to his parents, I'm not surprised. I, I know the kid hasn't slept alone in a very, very long time. He's terrified that if he does, something will come and take him. Um, much more than that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe saw a wolf or something outside town. I know last time that happened, he was too frightened to sleep for a week. No, it seemed more like um, he had a, a secret, and he was afraid he'd get in trouble. Not that um, he was so much afraid of whatever it was. Look. But if you don't know, I I just wanted to try to help the lad. He he wouldn't tell us. If he's not telling you, then he's not ready to tell anyone. Then just leave him be. He'll tell tell someone when he's ready. Probably come tell me when he's ready. I'll deal that's, with it. That's fair enough. I yeah. No, he just seemed like he needed help, so I was trying trying to help. Can I um roll an inside check to see yeah, if this guy's yeah yeah, 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 full of the shit. Yeah. Was that full of the shit? Full inside of the shit. Is he full of the shit? Oh, 14. He might be full of the shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> The more you question, the more uncomfortable Miljevic is getting. Um, more and more uncomfortable. Um, it started off as a reluctance to talk and quickly became... Um, Miljevic, sorry. Uh, quickly became... What did I call him? Miljevic. <laughs> Miljevic. Um, Mili. Quickly... Miljevic. Mili. Yeah, Mili for sure. Um, it quickly becomes almost a bit... Like, you can hear a bit of anger coming into his voice particularly when you start talking about Yeska. And the more you start kind of probing into Yeska, Milivush gets angrier and angrier. And it, like he's controlling himself, but you can see that like as he stands up and finishes his section of the weeding, he bends down and picks up his shovel and is grabbing it quite tightly by the hilt. Uh, 
Is there anything else that needs doing in the garden? I, I have time to kill all my my friends tend to the wounded one. Um I'm happy to keep helping. You're welcome to keep weeding here if you like, but I've got to go deal with something in the uh, tool shed. Okay, by, by all means. With that, turns, walks away, stomping across the ground. Um, I would like to try to follow him stealthily. Would you like to uh, make me a <laughs> stealth check, please? Um, would I have time to have rested between getting in, like, my... my ambulance bear running to the yeah, city i'd i'd say that if you wanted to um oh, it's it's hard to say whether you've had time for a full hour's short rest like the conversation with the church probably not time for a full short rest uh, then unfortunately then, I, then yes I'll, I'll i'll roll stealth instead of becoming a cat or something such yeah go minus one stealth natural 20 go right now Natural 20. No, that's oh, two. Um, I have not rolled well. As, uh, rolled as you get around the side of the church, um, you weren't expecting loose gravel. And as your ungulate hooves begin crunching on the loose gravel, you just watch as Emilievoj turns around towards you, hefting his shovel a little bit. He's like, Mister, back the fuck off, all right? Ooh, I did not want any trouble, Mister Emilievoj. I was... Um, just looking around the grounds. Strangers are trouble. I, That's our experience in Barovia. This seems kind of xenophobic. Yeah. I don't know what these big words are. What I can tell you is that when people come in, strangers from other places, you draw his attention. We don't need it here in Velaki. I'm just trying to protect my friends. Get out of here. Okay, but um, I was just... Wondering if I could get a trowel from the tool shed to better weed with? No. I don't want you in the church or in the grounds anymore. Go find someone else to bother. I don't think you are the owner of the church? No, but I'm the owner of the grounds. I'm the keeper of the grounds. A keeper is not the same as, you know, owner. It's more like slave of. <laughs> you do what you want. Stay away from me. Okay, but okay, I'll go. I'll go get a trial. <sighs> and he immediately storms off in the opposite direction, away from the tool shed. You can see the shed just over towards your left, down this gravel pathway, as he storms off towards the right, heading towards the back door of the church. All right, I, I go check out the tool shed, make sure there's no stashed bones. Nice. <laughs> um, can you make me an investigation check or perception okay. check? Your choice. Oh, you should give me perception then, despite that being my dud roll for the evening. Hey, there we 20, go. We're back. 24. Hey. As you go through the sheds, you look through very standard sheds. Some flower pots, some bags of dirt, some bone meal to help um, promote growth. But oh. no, 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 no. But no, oh. no human bones. Like, we're talking meal? like we're talking like fertilizer. Like clearly, clearly fertilizer. Hey, yeah. St. Andrew can become fertilizer. You know? That's true. No, no, no. Clear, clearly not human bones. Clearly, can be pies. Saints can be fertilizer. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I should have said bone meal. I realized now the mistake. Yeah, you, you <laughs> well, I'm actually onto this now. Yeah, <laughs> take it back uh, to the priest. No, no, more, no, no, you, you misunderstand. It's a bone meal. You eat it. It's like <laughs> the pie. You have to, oh. yeah, Theodore comes in. Guys, I solved the mystery. Look. Right, Moorish. <laughs> oh, it's very Moorish. The bones of Saint Andrew. Oh, very Moorish. Uh, no, um, no. Yep. Fertilizer, pots, pans, tools. Not much else. Nothing like the church in there. The little secret undercroft. 
no secret undercroft. The the garden shed at the back is a very bog standard garden shed. Right, Unfortunately, you don't right. find anything of interest. Then I roll on out from there, just making sure because I, you know, probed him and he stormed off towards that direction. Just making sure he wasn't pulling a sneaky hide the evidence. No, that's fair. Uh, you come out just as uh, Luther and Jonor emerge from the front of the church, and together the three of you begin making your way towards the Blue Water Inn. Grinner. Uh, yeah, I feel I fill him in on the way for yeah. I figured you, you share information. Yeah, yeah we'll share information. Yeah. Grinner. You're heading for the Blue Water Inn, correct? Yeah, correct. Yep. Brilliant. BWI. Yeah. yeah. The boy. Um, He's going to drink his sorrows away. Yeah. As you, as you enter into the inn, um, you can see that the ground floor is actually rather large. Um, it, it's quite a large area. There's a number of large tables, uh, three circular tables in the center near the bar, uh, along with a long bar with loads of bar stools set up and a couple of smaller private tables, as well as a set of stairs leading to an upstairs section. Um, you can see there's a couple of locals already in position at their clearly their favorite or their standard seats um the bartender who's running around filling orders uh looks to be a um a slightly i'd say middle-aged to slightly older gentleman black hair um very sort of like feathery black hair tied back um and you can see as he sort of runs around filling glasses and, and serving food he, he's a little bit um What's what I'm looking for? Like, not rotund. That's a bit brutal. Um, he's well padded <laughs> as he uh, as he moves around and begins serving food. And occasionally you can see um, two younger boys, maybe like 12 and 10, um, who look very similar to him. That very stark black hair running around, bringing out food from behind the bar and serving it. Um, you get the sense that probably this is a family business. Um, there's a couple of commoners inside drinking and... and um, drowning their sorrows much the same as you are and as you as you step inside and, and walk through um yeah you can see there are a, a number of other another patrons but there are a couple of uh seats that are free um yeah there's also a balcony uh up above the stairs leading up to a balcony you suspect there's even more seats up above mm. um okay i'm gonna go to the bar first yep and just kind of lean up against it do they have their stock on display or is it kind of one of those you ask and they go get it sort of thing? There's a number of um, barrels that are tapped that have um, above them uh, a couple of different labels. Um, you can see that there are two wines marked with um, Wizards of the Wine uh, and then there's also one marked Ale. <laughs> Regular old Ale. Just Ale, yeah. Good for what ales you yeah, um, there's probably bottles and things like that, but these are just the ones that are on display behind the uh, the tap room. Any spirits sitting on any shelves? Uh, no, not visible. But looking at the long bar, you'd be very surprised if there weren't spirits underneath. Uh, I'll wait for someone to come over to me, I guess. Yeah, after a minute or two, um, the dark-haired man approaches, uh, dries his hands on an apron, tucks it away, and goes, "Right, well, what can I get for you? You look like you're a bit hungry, a bit thirsty." Definitely thirsty, mate. Look, just whatever is strongest in a bottle that still has enough in it. Right, well, I'll, I'll have a look. I think we've got some whiskey. Potentially, that'll wet your whistle. Sure, that'll do, mate. Just whatever you got. 
that jade, I don't give a fuck. And you're new here, so please don't take it as insult. But you're good for good for the money. I lay down ten gold. And you're say, good for the money. I'll I'll bring you as much as you need. <laughs> but we'll settle tabs afterwards. There's no need for you to worry about that now. Yeah, right. Just keep it coming. I'll be upstairs on the balcony. He gives uh, a bit of a gonna... pause and then looks back at the gold on the table and then looks at you. Go make an insight check. He is. You're planning on drinking yourself into a bit of a stupor tonight, am I right? Does it matter if the gold's on the table? It matters if you're going to cause a bit of a mess or cause problems for me and my children. I just need to know that you're going to be sensible. I don't care if you hurt yourself. Just tuck yourself into a corner when you're done. Don't want any fights. You look like a fighter. If I'm not bothered, I don't bother nobody. I'm very pleased to hear that. Take a seat upstairs. I'll bring you a bottle. And he sweeps five gold off the table. Goes, and I'll keep it coming. You're good. Don't worry. I'll take care of you tonight, sir. I look him in the eye and I just say, I'm not here to fight. Like, I'm here to fucking drown. Then I go upstairs. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Um, as you as you head upstairs, um, a bottle of amber whiskey is brought to you, a full bottle, and it is uncorked at the table for you and placed down along with a small glass. Um, the upstairs of the tavern is deserted. Doesn't look like anyone else is actually sitting uh, up here in the balcony uh, for the moment at all. Um, and as you sit down, there's only like three other small tables with like four or five seats at each. Um, as you sit down and begin sort of sipping at your whiskey you're surprised to find it is actually quite a nice whiskey um hint of smoke very smooth palate uh but more importantly strong as paint stripper as you begin downing this as you get to your second shot you hear the sound of someone walking up along the um along the balcony behind you and a chair is pulled out next to you and a man sits down you can see he's dressed in brightly coloured clothing, very similar to that of a bards, some sort of, yeah, some sort of performer. And as he sits down and looks at you and cocks his head a little bit, well, 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 I think you have a tale to tell. I'd be keen to hear it if you have a moment. <laughs> and that is where we're going to end for tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's going to end in a bar, bro. <laughs> is that what you want to do? A, a nice, friendly chat in a bar? <laughs> oh, tonight of all nights. Brilliant. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We will be back next Monday for more Curse of Strahd. Tomorrow night, Avatar Legends, and Wednesday night, Return of the Giants. Get excited, get hyped. I will see you all again in the future. But until then, stay safe, stay well. See you guys again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.